Justin. It's that time again. And here's the thing. Like, we can't, we didn't miss Game of the Year talk. Because, like, what if a game came out on December 31st that we really liked? Avatar you know came I mean? out late. Ava- it, I mean, It did. It did and come I be- out late. I bet it is on the top half of your list. I'm sure it is. Uh, I know we're kidding around right now. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, it's not. Uh, oh. I did try to play more of it. And, like, it's it's not bad. Yeah. Like, like understand, it's not it's like not a bad game. It just also isn't like a really good game. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's Far Cry. And I like Far Cry enough, but like I, I just I couldn't do it. I just because I'm, it. I'm sure this game is also on your list for spoken versus Avatar. Would you go for first? Uh, when, when you say go for first, what do you mean by that? What would you recommend first? Blanket for recommendation. Spoken. Forced, oh wow! Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, um, th- that's not to say that it's a better game than Avatar, but like you've played Avatar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like you've absolutely played that game before. Uh, also Spoken watched is, seven hours of it. Yeah, precisely right, <laughs> and it probably was better in the seven in the movie. You know, um, did you see the second one? Sorry. Yeah, it was good. Okay, gotcha. I, I've only ever heard you talk about it now, and then my, you know our, my old roommate. Yeah, Josh. it's it's like. Three and a half hours, kind of the sec- the f- first movie again, filled with people doing very stupid things. A couple of good emotional moments, and it's beautiful to watch. So that's good. It looks good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, for spoken like at least like kind of swings for kind of swings it, a little it, bit. It, you know it, what I mean? It's more interesting to talk about in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more interesting. Like it's it's not great, but it's like more interesting to talk about about like what it did well and what it didn't do very well. And um, I do think that there is like a market for it. Like I know, like like you kind of groaned and moaned when I said this, but like, I do think that if you're like a horizon forbidden West fan, like give Forspoken a shot. It's probably really heavily discounted. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I groaned and moaned because you said you liked it the same. About the same. Yeah. Both of them I, are, I th- are six of them, fives to you. <laughs> yeah. I think, about, I think about them in the same, like, uh, like they, they exist in the same folder in my head of just like shit that it was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, like, you know, but people like it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that time. And, um, Justin, you know, like just before we hopped on a call, I hopped on this call. Um, a, a tour bus broke down a tour bus, uh, uh, like a band, a tour bus broke down and they're here. Uh, is it cool if like, it, it, they they said you know they're they're like so thankful that I'm giving them you know let them crash while while AAA is coming to fix their tour bus. Uh, is it cool if they play play a song for us? Uh, yeah, I, th- I I think we have again these these tour buses keep seeming to break down around you. They do. They and do. You, you even moved and it happened again. I, I guess I've got that face. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys can come on in. Final Fantasy 16 Starfield Vin Lethal Company Baldur's Gate 3 Extra Primal Oxen Free Dead Space Remake Alan Wake 2 Mario 
wonder pizza tower high fire rush resi for remake jedi survivor more street fighter red for chia tears of the kingdom we didn't start the hitbox we're still recording and the world keeps turning we didn't start the hitbox the year went by fast so we're doing a podcast Larry TGA, Jokasu's GTA game, dev layoffs and basic devastates. Bobby Kotick gets bought out, Stadia shuts down, remakes, demakes, PS5 slim. Cyberpunk gets fixed, day before is full of shit. Fortnite rock band, Phil Spencer takes a stand, Unity attacks, Death hacks, had insomniac, Martin A walks away, will Nintendo be the same? We didn't start the hitbox, we're still recording and the world. We didn't start the hitbox The year went by fast So we're doing a podcast A podcast, a podcast, a podcast, a podcast We didn't start the hitbox This year went by fast So we're doing a podcast Legally speaking, that was a joke It was a parody so <laughs> don't you can't take this episode down. It was a parody. Didn't you hear the lyrics? It was a parody. I'm like Weird Al. <laughs> it's a box. <laughs> <laughs> I worked really hard on that, Justin. <laughs> it was really awesome that that the you you worked so hard to make sure that tour bus broke down. I did, right I did, I sabotaged it. I brought, uh, yeah, cut the tires. <laughs> um, so I was talking to to a friend of ours about this. Do you know what song that was? We didn't start the fire. Okay, cool. It's just it's just that you're not a musical guy. Do you know oh, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I had this moment where I was like, is he gonna know? the song <laughs> or is he gonna think i'm really creative um i i have a like a, a, a sad realization that happened mm-hmm. so um you know like pretty like standard songs like don't stop believing that's like a generational ballad right yeah i'd say so i think the generational ballad of like the 2000s is mr brightside oh of course it's incredible like, is that a why is that a sad realization it's, it's just, just it, I don't feel like that song like moves the bar forward <laughs> with making commentary about the world. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, you're saying that it started out with a kiss. Yeah. How did it end up like this? It's <laughs> not. Is a, yeah, um, that's not. It doesn't, it's not doesn't the same. mean a lot. Yeah, so yeah, so 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 our generation is defined by Mr. Brightside. So I think I think that's probably true. Um, have you considered that uh, jealousy turning? Is it snakes into the sea? Jealousy turning, turning something into the sea. For as many times I sing that song, I should know this. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> let's see here, Mr. Bright Side lyrics. Um, 
Yeah, saints into the sea. Oh, turning saints. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Uh, swimming through sick lullabies. Yeah, choking on your... It's a good... It's a fucking banger, though. You know what? Can I tell you something about this song? And then we will talk about video games. Um, is that I, I really, 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 like, admire a song that has the chutzpah to just do... We're doing this first verse again for the second verse. And I mean... That's you know what they knew. They knew that's they knew how you get a song that people can sing along to. It's because true. most yeah. people stop li- listening after the first verse, or like they learn the first verse, and by the time the second verse happens, they're like, ah. yeah, they, just, they, they said second verse, same as the first, but a whole lot louder. Yeah, and a whole and lot then worse. Everyone will know it. Everyone yeah, know it. it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone, welcome to episode number one hundred and seventy-five. Uh, feels fitting that our 175th episode is, in fact, our game of the year episode. Um, Woo! I, I feel I, I'm like so off kilter right now. Like what, the intro. Like, what do you're, I say for the intro? You're a little sweaty, a little out of breath. You're, yeah, you're... I have been sitting on that song um, for a while. I thought it was really funny, and it was. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> uh, and so I've been sitting on that and really just thinking about like, what am I gonna? How am I gonna do this? And it was really clean. The, the story of the van breaking down was like so airtight. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, that, yeah. that now that I'm sort of on the other side of it, I don't really know. I didn't even think I'd get this far. Um, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> if you want, you can join our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Just like our deluxe podcast producers, namely GKS, J. Noel, Dave Parker, and introducing... Mr. Josh Durham. Oh, Josh, you're here. Welcome. Three dollar deluxe podcast producers. Those uh, people, our supporters, get uh, an additional thirty minute bonus episode every single week. Uh, this week, we're talking about games that we missed this year that we kind of wanted to play. Um, that we, I don't know, I probably won't. I might eventually, but like I was gonna say, like in the next few weeks here before big games really start ramping up. I probably won't. I'm deep in Baldur's Gate three, man. It's not ending. It's not gonna it's end. Like a, it's like a twenty hour game. Right? Yeah, it's just a quick. Yeah, it's just a Critical quick. Path, it's like right? it's like a first spoken sized game. Yeah, you can just like yeah. sprint through the whole like, thing. Like a like a Venba sized game. Yeah, just an afternoon sort of evening sort of delight. Um, but no, uh, if if you're interested in that, again, three dollars a month at uh, Patreon.com/slash/HitboxPod. You can also follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod um, and rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. Justin, we're not doing the news today. We're not no. doing the Metacritic Roundup we're because not. truly we, what's come out. Like nothing has happened. What, what kind of news has happened? Nothing. 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 Um, so instead, it's our 2023 game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a, I kind of want to get into it. What a bad that? year. What a bad year for games. You know what I mean? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I didn't like any games that came out this year. Um, really at all. Uh, actually, this was kind of an interesting year. I, I don't know how you feel about this, but like usually for me, when I come up with um, my game of the year, like my 10 games that I really liked in a year, like I'll usually have like three or four that I really, really like liked. And then the other seven or six will be like games that I enjoyed, but like I'm not like in love with. You know what I mean? Whereas this year, I feel like I had a like I had a hard time choosing my 10 games. Did you did you kind of fall into to a similar feeling? I don't know if I had a hard time choosing them as much. I haven't played nearly as much as I think you have. I think you've had a much wider swath of like games that you've played. Sure. Um, I felt like usually there's always like that bottom game 
in your top 10 that kind of like just slips in that it's like this was this was a, a game that I appreciated not like a great yeah. game but a good game like for example last year I put multiverses on my list because when multiverses came out that was like the thing for me right like that was my number 10 game this year the the what I decided between my number 10 and not was the my number 11 game I didn't finish all the way so I used that to break oh, the tie sure. <laughs> and like Easy. then you're going through it and the whole list is just kind of like well the fuck like when when you're looking at the scores and you're thinking about it, like the difference between two and uh, seven on my list is nothing. I could literally, you ask me tomorrow, it's probably going to be different. I don't think I'm changing the, the numbers, but like those two through seven are pretty, uh, depends how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I, like that's, that's kind of how it is for me. Like I, I made my list and I was like, I guess... You know, like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, this is this. I'm going with it. I wrote it down. I was like rereading it to, like right before we started recording. I'm like, I should change it. And I'm like, nah, no, nah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just like, like I just, I could, you can't put everything on here. You know what I no, mean? That's no. how it goes. Um, I, I would like to do shout outs, but I want to save that maybe for the end. Before right? the, uh, yeah, before. Because I don't want to reveal what it's not on my list. Yeah. To you, my friend Justin. Okay, so um, yeah, to really, you're all gonna have to wait to wait until the end to find out if uh, Starfield made my list. You know what I mean? Every okay, this is this is bad of me, but every single list that I saw Starfield on, I was like, you just didn't play that many games, huh? I no, I don't. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. Some people did like it. I know. Yeah, I, I think it's just what what you're looking for when it came out and how you like kind of how that game picked you up. Yes. I just think again, it's asking a lot for a game to not grab you in twelve hours. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, I um, think that's a lot. And I think for a game like that, I, I don't think I need to, I should have to wait 12 hours to be intrigued by it. Uh, generally, I don't think that's how most games should work. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, like that can happen. Um, and I like, but I would like, ugh. like, I guess, like, I would never argue, like, if someone was like, yeah, I really didn't like Returnal. It was too hard. And like, it was too punishing. I would be like, yep, you are right. I got through that to the other side of it and think it's incredible. Um, but I can totally see why people wouldn't, you know what I mean? I think JRPGs are the one difference, um, oh, sure, with sure. that, because I feel like a lot of times to, uh, to build the story and set up the world and introduce mechanics like Xenoblade Chronicles three. I mean, that was that like that game is the perfect example of it gets better and you got to stick through and I stick through is the wrong word for it, but getting through those first 10 hours is probably the hardest part of that game. Yeah. To, so you get to know the world, know the rules. Like it's basically it's exposition is 10 hours Yeah. until you get to that first Dragon Ball Z moment. And you're like, Oh, can't wait. What a good oh, game. Man. I can't God, believe I that, play that game again. I can't believe I, I didn't play that DLC. <laughs> I was just looking at it. That is surprising for me as since you are such a Xenoblade fan. Um, I'm, I'm, you've got our, our 2022 list here, uh, and I'm surprised that I thought Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was my game of the year last year. It's not. Neon White was. I, I think like, that game that game scratched itches for you. It did. And I think, it did. And, and I think with how I think what we just talked about literally was enough of a reason to like Neon White for you story gameplay from the beginning to end was perfect. Xenoblade did take that ramp up to get the story going. It did have some good emotional moments, but it's not paced in the way for you that Neon White was. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, Neon White is like pedal to the metal, like pace, you know? Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, I would probably reorder this though. And not 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 to do right now, but I, I would like looking at this too. I just think about the games that like actually stuck with me though. Like I, I remember uh, Signalis was a game that kind of came in late. Mm. 
for me. And that's a game I think about actually a lot. Um, and it's in my number five slot. I think it, it probably could get bumped up a little bit, but uh, enough about that, Justin. How do you do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Where do we where do we go? Yeah, why don't we start? Why don't, why don't we start with number ten? And to talk about number ten, I'm going to talk about number eleven because this is the, the close thing for me. So, yeah. um, my the the game that just missed my list. Yep, was Final Fantasy 16. Put oh, it on the board, everyone. Okay. Final Fantasy sure. 16. Just I, I wrote eleven on this sheet, but it's sixteen. Um, <laughs> is Final Fantasy 16 just missed my list? Um, and the the reason, uh, honestly. I, I could say that um, I would eventually finish this game and it might be higher on my list, um, but I don't think that's going to be true knowing with what the games that came out this year. Yeah. I think the thing that Final Fantasy 16 did the best um, is the scale of the storytelling. Um, just how epic that world they created was, how cinematic those moments were. Um, and every single time you did, uh, one, uh, like one of those big boss battles, it was an event in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, and that stuff was excellent. The story itself, um, I think is interesting enough. It kept me going to it. I know you said that by the end, it gets a little convoluted, little overstays Uh, its welcome. In the, the second half, I think it just like tanks. Yeah. Um, and for me, the, the gameplay was just fine. Um, yep. I think I think literally almost every other game on my list this year, the gameplay drew me in a lot more than this gameplay. Like to me, it was like you were you were literally just waiting to get to the next story beat for me as I was playing it. Um, so that's why it was just off the list. And I also think that's part of the reason why I didn't go back to play it is because I, I just don't want to have to do that kind of the the combat, the grind to get there. Um, even though it was enjoyable, the characters were great. There's so many good things that came from that game. I think to me, that's my just missing the list. Um, and that means the game that almost missed my list, but I ended up putting on anyway. Uh, and I put it on because I thought the storytelling in this game was great. My number 10 game of the year was Venba. Ooh, okay. Venba was my number 11. Okay, so yeah, it was like right on the end of my list here. And um, I mean, part of that, I I think out of all these games on my list, this resonated with me the most emotionally at the end of it. Um, I still think about some of that kind of stuff because I don't think it's just like, oh, it's a good story. I feel like the connections I made to that game and with my life were so real, um, so sad, so... I don't know. It was just it was just like something that even though it was a character that wasn't me, that wasn't my story and my experience, I connected so deeply and fully yeah. to these characters. Um, it was a short little experience, a great experience, and it's something I think universally on this list. It's a game I could recommend to anyone, and that's yes. how it. That's how it still kind of just just pushed itself on the list over Final Fantasy 16. Um, Venbo was a, was a great game, great game, great game, great experience. Um, and I think it's going to be hard to look back at 2023 um, and not have this game be something that I remember the most. Um, what about you? Why, why didn't Venba make your list? Um, it, it's tough, right? Like I really, really liked Venba for all the reasons you said, right? As a, like an emotional story that like touched me personally, like, I was so surprised by it, especially because like I am missing that cultural element of it. Right. I'm not Indian. I also don't have a very strong like sense of heritage or culture just because you I'm Canadian. Just, 
I'm not Canadian, right? Mm, okay, that's the big good. part of it. Yeah, um, but checking. you know, so like, like I was surprised at how resonant the message of that game was for me, someone who just doesn't have that sort of experience, you know? Um, but like what you're saying is I think there is something that everyone can take away from it and can come walk away, can walk away from it feeling right. The reason it's not on my list among other things. Um, like I, I just like the other games a little bit more. Uh, the, the big doc for Venba for me is that like, uh, there's just not much to it in terms of it being a game as a visual novel. That's great. And, and I, I like visual novels. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it was just a little too, uh, no pun intended, bite sized for me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Th- that's not a knock against it. Go play Venba. It's so good. It Like it's so deeply um, uh, touching. But for me, that's that's why it didn't get in uh, when I'm looking at the other games here. Yeah, yeah, and, and to the gameplay of it, the moment-to-moment gameplay, it's not a game. Like, I, I always remember that the top 10 list isn't like these are the the ultimate top 10 video games of the year for everyone. These are the games that resonated the most with me, the games that I would play the most. Yes. And just looking at the, the overall gameplay of it, I feel like every other game on my list um, has better moment-to-moment gameplay than yeah. Venba did. But the story is still incredible enough to, to get onto my top 10. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. Uh, what a what a game. And it's interesting f- about Final Fantasy 16. I think um, it is not on my list, by the way. Um, the, it, the best thing to come out of that game, I think, is the performance of Clive. I think he's really good. Um, and, and that is the thing that sticks out to me the most. You know, the combat's fine. The, the story is good and then not good. Um, but I think his performance is really good. I think... Um, the guy who plays Sid is really good. And I think the woman who plays um, who's she's like turns into like a big beast. She's like the first boss you fight. You the, know talking about? the heartbeat lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. she's great, too. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Final Fantasy 16, I really do. And this might be blasphemous. I hope Final Fantasy sticks with the more action side of things. Hmm. I just would hope you can customize your gameplay a little bit more to make it more of an action RPG rather than action. Yeah, I think that they really found their stride with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I think that combat is the perfect way to do the the combat that they're wanting to do, that sort of, like, mix of old and new. Um, but, yeah, there's just... It wasn't enough to Final Fantasy sixteen, in my opinion, to be uh, something I think about or, or, or look back on super fondly. Yep. Um, but Venba, damn, what a Venba is like so good. Um, it, it, I bet it can run on anything, right? I mean, like <laughs> can run yeah. on Duncan. I heard it, it, I've heard that it can run on a graphing calculator like doom. Ah, oh, man. Remember graphing calculators? I would, uh, it, it always made it like, it didn't upset me, but like my graphing calculator, you could just like write text in. Could you do That's that? All you could do. Well, no, you, like you could use like like a, a calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like you could like, I just remember like, do you remember how when you were a kid, you would have to like r- try really hard to figure out how to write hello in a calculator and like hold it upside down? Yeah, and boob. And boobies, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, or like Bob. Or Man, if your name was Bob, you were living. You were living it, yeah. Um, and <laughs> if then your name now, is you, Boobless, like, you, you write... were living for that one exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, but now you can just write, you can write boobs as much as you want, but it's full yeah. text. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, Justin, my number 10 game is Chance of Senar. Chance of Senar. Um, a game that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, this was, if you are not familiar, a puzzle game 
um, that was kind of like pitched as like it's like Re- Return of the Oberdin, which is one of my all time favorites, um, where basically you are in the Tower of Babel and you are having to translate a handful of different languages for the different people who live in the tower. Um, and like looking back on it, it's great, man. Uh, that that game does not hold your hand in a way that I really, really, really like um, because it just says you're smart. Figure it out, you know. Um, and, and as someone who's like kind of interested in language, like I don't speak any other languages, but like I'm interested in the idea of language, right? And the idea of um, the differences between language and, and how we talk about things in, in different languages, depending on like what our cultures value and stuff like that. I find that to be quite interesting. And uh, Chance of Senar is like just that. Um, I haven't played this game, but it is one of those games that I, I am leaning towards. Um, is it on PlayStation? Yep, that's where I played it. Easy what, platinum, by the way. What a perfect playstation portal game um but uh is there a way to like lock in the wrong word no so so basically like you have your journal and um as you find symbols your journal gets filled up with those symbols and uh you can at any time write in your journal what you think each of the individual symbols mean and then when you have enough information to lock in the words you will open up your journal and you'll draw pictures for what the words could be. And then um, you will then be able to slot in the words next to the pictures. So basically if you figured out like the cardinal directions, like North, South, East, West, your guy will draw a compass. And then like there will be like holes next to those uh, directions. And then you can just like slot those in. Does that make sense? Does it it only uh, allow you to do it will tell you when you're right. Okay. So you, but you have to get the whole page, right? Okay. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And I think that still creates a little bit more of like a puzzle than yes. certain games like Alan Wake. I found the board games, um, on, uh, uh saga side, the board game, mm-hmm. the board stuff to be just worthless, a waste of my time because it was literally it just, I'm just trying to guess this one. It still seems like you're solving that puzzle. Yes. I, I, I do not think you could guess your way through this or if you yeah, could, yeah. it would be, much much harder and take much much longer than actually just like sitting down and thinking about it yeah it'd be like when they give you a four combination lock in resident evil 4 and you don't know the code but you try to go through every combination to get it several times i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't suggest doing that man i did did you do that oh, you, I did. And you did i did uh did you have any of the numbers or you just guessed the whole way through no, I just guess. i didn't feel like it so i just guessed yeah. it was less work for me to guess than it was sure. for me to, then to run back and, and sort of search on the it. internet yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, Chance of Center, though, like that is a game that like uh, it, it's one of those <laughs> to me. It's it's the type of game where like if you're going to look up one thing, you might as well just not even play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like like same with um, um, Oberdin, right? Like yeah, if you exactly. start like looking up that kind of stuff, you kind of defeat the purpose of playing that game because it's like this is the game, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, it's and really good, though. Yeah, what's that? It's a fun game that the gameplay actually simulates the, like, act of what's happening in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you trying to discover the language is literally what the gameplay is. Like, that is the game. And it gets it gets kind of even more interesting as the game goes on. Because, like, yes, like, the majority of the thing that you're going to do is that you're translating specific words into the language that of the people that you're with. Um, but it builds on itself because oftentimes you will have to use context that you learned in the past place to figure out what is actually happening in the new place. And then that context of like what you learned can help you figure out what word is what, 
you know yeah um, yeah or even like like the way like sentences are conjugated is are diff- is differently in each place so you have to like figure out like how that works and whatever and then um it all like eventually you have to translate between languages in that game so it then you have to like think back on like what you l- knew about the other thing and and just like how they conjugated their words and their sentences and all that sort of stuff i think that is really really inspired and interesting um and I cannot say speak highly enough about that. And to me, that is the perfect example of like how video games should escalate their like stakes and and stuff like that, because it's just like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it comes like all comes to a head when it's like, okay, now use everything you've learned, everything you've learned and do it here. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Like it's not like a final boss when you're suddenly like just biting a fighting a bullet sponge and have to use techniques you never used before. Your final boss is literally the whole game you've been leading to that point of like finding out how to defeat it. It's the perfect example of like this is the final that you've been studying for. Yes. You know, now like do the final. Yep. Uh, Chance of Center. Good game. Number 10. All right. My number nine game. Um, would have been much higher if it wasn't for the fact that it still creates a lot of stress and anxiety in my life, even though it's better than every single other iteration of this game. Um, and that is Pikmin 4. It's my Pikmin number four. nine game. Yes. Um, so the stressful part of the game. Um, in most Pikmin games, you have a, a set amount of time to complete your goal. The first one, it was very restrictive. You have, what, 30 days in order to do it, and you have to get all these stuff in 30 days. Other ones, they have, they still have like a day, like a night, a day cycle that you have to like make sure you get back to your ship in time in order to be fine. Uh, this one still has a day cycle, but the way the game works is that you're not limited by a certain amount of games, a days, um, and your own, there's actual places you can go within a level that makes time move so slow. You don't even know that time is like passing in these areas. So it, it becomes a lot more puzzle based and it creates a lot more opportunities for you to just kind of like sit down and think about what's the best way for me to get through this. What's the best way for me to do this stuff. So it becomes much more of a, enjoyable strategy game for me than other Pikmin games have been. Plus, like the gameplay loop, it is one of the most addicting and satisfying gameplay loops I have ever kind of encountered in a video game because there are so many different things that you can do each day um, that if one of the loops gets a little boring, you can go to something else. If you are are sick of just going around the world and finding um, uh, like pieces for your ship, you can do the Dandori battles, which are these like kind of like little tower defense games that you do. Um, if you get sick of those battles, you can do these like kind of night uh, games where you're only using your glow Pikmin to, um, try to like stop, uh, people like crazed creatures from coming and attacking your stuff. Um, and then if you're sick of all that stuff, you can just go back into the world and do these little puzzle sections and try to get through the puzzle sections as efficiently as possible. Um, there's so many different things that you can do in this game. There are so many different gameplay styles that it does and it does it all super well. It's super fun, and I think it is the quintessential Pikmin adventure um, out there. And it's one of those games that I literally hate the fact that it came out this year because it destroyed my chance. It was about a 36-point swing in, in fantasy game in the fantasy yeah, critic thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that it came out this year and the fact that I played it and the fact that I still think about that game um, after being done with it for however long I ha- like, I haven't played it like in the past like month and a half. Um, it's just one of those games that is truly a a 
a special game and such a Nintendo game in, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. So did you play the, uh, remind me, did you play the first three Pikmin? I played Pikmin one. I didn't play the other two. But you didn't really like it that much? Or uh, it, it, the stress of getting through it the time prevented thing. me from yeah. doing it. And that's when I was a much younger gamer, too, when the GameCube sure. came out. was at 2000-whatever, like yeah. early 2000s. Um, so it was just one of those things where I didn't feel like every time I played it, I'm like, I got to make sure I'm not I, – I can't just explore this world. I have to get done. And it was just so stressful for me that I didn't like it. Um, but, like, this one it has just so many different things about it that make it fun. Oh, and I, we didn't talk about Ochi. Ochi is like – it's the dog. Yeah. And it's not just a cute dog. Trust me, I love dogs. But the way that Ochi helps with gameplay by making it easy to carry your mob of Pikmin around. Because you get on its back, all the Pikmin jump on its back too. So you're not like getting these herds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use it to help you attack enemies. You can use it to help drag things back to your ship. You can use it for all these different things that just makes it so much more fun to explore that world. And you can also like use it to multitask. I can control Ochi over here while I can be um, my little Pikmin main character and like do two separate things at the same time so you still get that kind of like multitasking thing that you're doing in it so it's again it's just there's so many good things about that game i highly recommend it you don't have to like pikmin in order to like like this game um and i think it is like it is a truly a good game would you say that this has made you into a pikmin fan I mean, I actually what made me into a Pikmin fan was pikmin bloom um that's where i really oh, like yeah. enjoyed how that's fucking cute true. pikmin were um mm-hmm. And how much I love like just getting in with in, with them with that. Uh, did this does this make me a Pikmin fan? Um, I don't think so because I don't want to go back and play the other games still. Um, okay, that makes sense. I, I I would be excited to see what they're gonna what they would do next with Pikmin if they do a Pikmin five. Um, but from what I see, the sales numbers weren't that great. Um, better than other Pikmins, but like you would hope that. I'm curious now. Pikmin four sales. It's gonna be like f- f- probably sold four 2.5 million. million. Oh, it's even selling, worse than I thought. Best selling Pikmin game ever. That's not great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those are good numbers, right? Like, but like Pikmin has never been a series that really has gained mainstream appeal. And to me, yeah. 2.5 million with the install base of Switch does not tell me that it, it is has been a critical success for Nintendo to keep wanting to go back on this game. Um, Maybe eventually. I mean, we got more Metroid games, and those games traditionally don't sell very well. Um, so maybe we'll get one in the future. But hey, play this game. Maybe if enough people hear this podcast, enough of our listeners hear this podcast, and they play it, and they tell three of their friends to play it, and then we just keep doing it so the million people from listening to this podcast play Pikmin, uh, we can, in fact, get a Pikmin 5. And I mean, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, like, thinking about. I was like, you know, two and a half million. Like, that sounds pretty good for like a relatively niche franchise. And like, that is true. But then also just like comparing it to, uh, according to this VGC article from November, um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, sold (laughs) 57.01 million copies. That's insane. That's insane. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, Do you have any interest in ever playing this game? Not really. Uh, Like, it's the sort of thing where, if if I had the opportunity to, I probably would. Um, but it's a first party Nintendo game, so it will literally never be on sale ever. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be sixty dollars uh, in the year twenty thirty five. So well, no, twenty thirty five they'll re release it on their new console. That's right. That's right. You're the same price right. though. Same price. Yeah, same price. Um, in fact, now, now you need a fucking amiibo to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one amiibo. You need amiibo for every Pikmin. Every, all the that, Pikmin colors. That you yes, need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, like I'm interested in it enough, especially because like you were someone who it seemed like had no interest in it and then mm -hmm. got, you know, converted um, into a fan from it. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I just I just don't have the time and, and maybe not able to take a $60 plunge for something that I might not let, like love. Yeah. Um, which, which which is a shame because it's one of those games that I'm sure it would make a believer out of you and other people who would play sure. it if you would yeah. do it. Um, but I think one of the best parts of that game is the first 10 hours because it onboards you so well to mm. all the features. And uh, I mean, the way like you have a hub area and the way that every time you do a certain amount of things, they introduce another task for you to do. So just as you're about to get bored, there's something else that you can do. Um, and it keeps it keeps ramping up for that first 10 hours. There's just so much good stuff in that game. And it's really fun. It's also a fun world, too. I like the humor of it. Um, it's a little weird at times in terms of, like, the cannibal nature of, like, some of these animals, like, eating your little Pikmin and just seeing the little ghosts fly around. But yeah. um, it's Seems little, cute, little cute things. Yeah. My number nine. A little game called Humanity. Oh. Uh, Humanity. This was a good year for puzzle games. Let me just say that. So two of them already. 10, number nine, two puzzle games on here already. Uh, Humanity, very, very good. Um, this was the like you. Okay, it's weird. She plays a dog, like a like a like a dog, but it's not like a regular dog. It's like a dog made out of light uh, on the astral I thought you were plane. Say love <laughs> and love, light and love. Yeah, light uh, you plays a dog, and you are sh hurting um, in, in like infinite lines of people to end goals uh and basically it gets crazy from there where like the different levels get really crazy and you have to have the people do different things you gotta make them watch out for this or push down switches all sorts of stuff um it is a fantastic game and the more i've like walked away from it like had time away from it like the more i've like come to really like appreciate what it does um not only are it's like puzzles really good and, and like just really well designed um that make you think outside of the box or use mechanics that you've been using um like it consistently has you use a mechanic that you've used for, you know, 20 levels. And then it says, Oh, what if you did it like this? And then as soon as you have that moment where like you like sort of like think outside the box and like break out of the mold of how you have been thinking, then all of the other levels are like, okay, now that mechanic will be used the way it used to be used. And also the way it was just used now. Does it make sense? So like, it, yeah. it just like adds like, a whole lot of complexity to that sort of thing in a way that like I find to be really compelling and really interesting. Um, um just basically, yeah. are there more than one ways to solve the puzzles? And that's another thing, Justin. Um, there are. And so like you can solve puzzles in the way, in ways that the devs did not necessarily intend. Not every single level is going to be like that, but some of them uh, definitely are. And, uh, it has a really, really great trophy list. This is also a game that I platinumed this year. I think, Damn. um, it's uh, the trophies for it. There are a handful of levels. I think there's one or two levels per world that asks you to solve the puzzle in a way that is not the like intended or like uh, uh, with certain limitations. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be yeah. like solve this level by only turning the group like four times or something like that. And you think like how like literally how do I do that? You know? Um, so it, it, it does add a level of like replayability to the puzzles because like you are able to find skips or, or different ways to, to solve things. Not every level again, but, um, especially as the levels get bigger and the, the mechanics, like there's so much more gets added to them. Um, I, I think that, that, uh, it, it, it adds a lot to it. Um, I, I think it's got a weaker second half than first half. Um, it's just because like the puzzles become, you end up like fighting wars, have we talked about this? I don't think so. So like so, eventually no. like 
you there end up being like evil people who come and attack your line of people. That's pretty cool. And so you have to figure out like battle strategies. So like you can either like equip your guys with lightsabers or like laser guns and like if in a head on fight, the laser gun people will get killed by the lightsaber people. But if you can um, flank the laser, the lightsaber people with your laser people, they will shoot and kill them. Does that make sense? And so like, you yeah. have to like think in like terms of like, like battle strategy a little bit. And it is not always 100% guaranteed to work the same way every single time. Mm. So that is a little frustrating. You know what I mean? And for me, for a puzzle game, I want like Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah precisely um but, but what i appreciate about Baldur's gate that is not in this is Baldur's gate is upfront about yeah. like saying you know not every single thing is going to go exactly how you think it's going to go whereas this yep. like that that's a, it's like you don't want like ambiguity in your puzzles <laughs> you know what i no. mean no um but yeah like like it's just it is a very very cool game the vibes of it are very very relaxing and interesting um the puzzles themselves i think are really really well designed um yeah, I, I I love this game. Well, 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 heck yes! It, it's on Play PlayStation Plus Premium. I don't know, don't have it, so couldn't tell you. I gotta go. I gotta. This reminds me. I gotta change my subscription to get the second tier instead of the third tier because I never fucking yeah. used it at all this year. So never. Why would you? <laughs> um, um, there's something about the like the aesthetic of this game too that I really like. Um, like it's really simple. Uh, you can also like you can change what the people look like um in, in like really funny ways um but also like the design of the levels are really cool they're oftentimes like super symmetrical and and like designed in ways that are kind of like bizarre like they're just like floating pillars in in the sky that's weird right but it's yeah. cool you know or like there's like grass on a lot of like the ground or like uh trees everywhere and it's just one of those things where it's like this doesn't belong but it all looks like modern art galleries kind of um and on top of that it's got like I, it doesn't have like an incredible story, but it, it does have, say some things about like about humanity itself and about like how we as people are stronger together and, and stuff like that. And like, that's not just me reading into like the messages of, of the puzzles, like the different characters that you meet um, say as much and, and, and help you prove that message and stuff. But I like it a lot. Huh? I I just had a moment where I forgot yeah, something. On What'd you forget? A video game on my list. You? What do you mean you forgot something on a video game? I forgot to put a video game on my list. Uh oh. Are you reorganizing? Uh, I don't know if I'm reorganizing. I might be shifting down. <laughs> okay. So so are we saying Venmo's your eleven? FF yeah. Sixteen's twelve. Okay. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shift down. Uh, Pikmin 4 is, is yeah, now my, uh, my, um, uh, my number 10 game, everyone. I'm very apologetic for that one. Um, Dude, all good. Venba's our number 11 game, though. Lock that in. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll lock Venba in to our number 11 game. Um, so that means my real, real and true um, number 9 game um, is Diablo 4. Good game. Very good um, game right there. I think the reason I like Diablo 4 so much is because um, it was a really good way to improve upon Diablo 3, which I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I like the freedom that it caused, that it allowed for me to have. Um, I like how uh, it 
truly was a game that allows you to customize a build in so many different ways and does not penalize you for doing a lot of those like builds. And there are such different ways you can engage with those things, very similar to another game, um, Baldur's Gate 3, um, that you really can go in so many different directions. And the second the gameplay starts to get stale, you can just mix up the your combo and you can mix up your character. Um, and it just becomes like such a different game in the best way possible. Um, and uh, I think it, it does everything Baldur's Gate, not Baldur's Gate, hello, everything Diablo 3 did better. Maybe the multiplayer stuff and some of the seasonal content, I think people would be against, like, say that I'm wrong with that. But I honestly was not a fan. Like, I didn't really play the seasonal content for Diablo 4. Yeah. Um, but even the story itself, I really kind of was, once you get into the story and start following the actual critical path of the story, um, it actually kind of like is a pretty good little story that you're following. Um, and I did enjoy a lot of what I did with that game. Um, and this was one of the few games that I played with people um, frequently this year. Um, yeah. And I did in fact enjoy um, that time of just like going around, engaging the world, hitting things. And um, yeah, I probably put like almost 40 hours into this game too. Big fan I, of it. I put a significant amount of time into this game for something that I was not looking forward. Like I, I didn't really think about or, or like wasn't like anticipating. Um, I, it's not on my list. It's a great game. And and as an introduction to Diablo, I thought it was oh, like a lot of fun. Oh, I guess I played that phone one, but that, that doesn't count. Yeah, no, um, it doesn't count. I did play that phone one this year, too. And while I found that game to be OK, um, is no nowhere near what Diablo four is or, or no, can do. no. Um, yeah, Diablo four though, like what a fun game to play with people. Mm. You, like, like that's, that's really what it was for me. Uh, just sitting there playing with my roommate and, and like they make that co-op so easy. Um, especially they make the co-op so easy when like I made an account on his, in his game and then what, like I made a character in his game is what I mean. And then when I bought it and made my own account and whatever, that character was there for me, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not, not the type of game that, like, I was able to stick with. I mean, I played for, like, I think also, like, 35, 40 hours. Um, the story wasn't for me, but also, like, you know, I'm glad that you liked the story, but, like, it was not essential for me either. It's just, like, skip, 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 skip. Let me fight big guys. Let me, you know, like, fight legions of undead and whatever. Um, I, my issue with that game ended up being, like, the scaling of the armor and items that you got. Like... I was getting all the legendary stuff, you know what I mean? But at a certain point, it was just like it was meaningless, you know? Um, I think with that game, one of the, the big draws of it is like that post-game trying to like find the yeah, right sure. roles on all of your weapons and stuff like that. Much like when you're playing Destiny, the, the real way to play that game, everyone you're listening, this is how you play Diablo 4. Don't give a shit about anything until you're max level. Then you're good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's I mean, the thing, right? that's really like, it's... I was finding stuff where I was like, oh, I really like this armor. I was like, oh, I'll go upgrade it in town. And then, like, literally, I would spend all these resources on it. And in two to three two minutes seconds. later, it's just, like, yep. completely obsolete. Um, yep. Yeah. So, that, yeah. But uh, good game right there. Yeah, so, then was, so was that the game that you forgot? No. Oh, okay. No, no. I'll let you know where the game I forgot was just so you kind of see where it fell. But I was, like, going through in my head. I was, like, I was just thinking about it. And I was, like, oh, shit. Um, so my real number eight game. It's real. It's my real one. Um, Lies of P. Lies Who would have thought? P. Who would have thought Lies of P would have made my top um, 10 list? Now, full, dis full disclosure, did not beat Lies of P. So sure. sue me. Where'd you get? So fucking sue me. Um, I got to... Um, 
it was after, I think, a pretty tough boss battle. Um, the guy with the scythe who comes at you. Oh, you beat the, the Puppet King or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, Puppet King Yeah, one. and then whatever yeah. he was came out yeah, of him. I, I got a little bit, I think I got a little bit after that, to be honest. But um, to me, that was just the part where, um, uh, wait, the mall, there's like a mall place, I think. That's oh, yeah, where yeah. I am. That's, that's after that. Yeah, yeah. So I got uh, to the mall place. I didn't get to that boss area, but it just, that, I think I, I that came out right when, what came out right around then? Spider-Man. I stopped playing when Spider-Man came out. Yep. Um. But man, what a game. And uh, for me, who like always puts, um, the, uh, um, I don't want to be as like simple and say that it's like Bloodborne, but like Bloodborne is one of my favorite Souls games um, mm-hmm. uh, out there. Uh, and the fact that this game felt so much like that, but it streamlined it in a way in terms of like your upgrades that I felt actually like good about playing it. Um, and I felt like I knew what I was doing half the time when I like go in a lot of these like Dark Souls games. And I like when the first time looking at like the upgrade menus, I'm like, I don't fucking know. And you go online, you like look up what like a build is and then you go off of this one. I didn't feel like I needed that for this game. Um, and they do such a good job about making you feel okay to try things and fail, even though the um, the respect thing comes a little bit late. They do have enough resources and stuff that make it like feel like when when the what is that tree that that you can like get the the gold coin tree or whatever it is. Yeah, when that tree like you you unlock that thing, then you like oh wait, all these things that I was saving, I can actually just purchase them. I just have to wait wait in order to get this kind of stuff like in order to use a lot of these resources and stuff they just do such a good job of making it like accessible where i think a lot of the soulsborne games are intentionally vague and they don't want to make it easy for you this one's like we're gonna make it easy for you yeah the game is hard but we're gonna make getting through that difficultness not the hard part (laughs) we're not gonna make the difficulty and the ambiguity plus on top of that i thought the story was great surprisingly um, good right the the uh, the really idea about what it means to be human and those ideas that they start to like make you think about as you're going through this game some of these side content stories that you're getting through that you 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 talk to um i i just think they did such a cool job of making this an interesting world setting up these characters and then the boss fights are brutal as hell but i think the combat is a good mix of being aggressive and defensive. Um, I enjoy the human battles so much more than I do the big beast battles in this game. Um, I just think that the beast battles are fine, but like when you're really going sword to sword with another human, those are always challenging, like highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, the, I, I, the first time I can say this on this list, but man, this is why well, then, but technically um, it's on game pass, man. Like the, like you got to try this game out. And if you are semi into these uh, like souls, like games, I think you'll be into this one. It's the best one that came out this year. And as you're waiting for that, uh, Erden tree DLC coming out for, um, <laughs> Elden ring, uh, definitely try out lies of P it surprised me that I would even put this on my list where I don't think I had, um elden ring did i have that on my list last year i don't think you did i didn't um and i feel like this one in a year like this i'm looking at this one liza p would definitely be probably in my top five from last year sure yeah uh, it, it's it's really good liza p is really really good um I, I think that it takes just the right amount of things from games like bloodborne and then i find it to be more similar to sekiro um, just with like the parry mechanic and stuff like that. You know, I just beat Sekiro earlier this year or that year, um, last year, I guess. And, and was like 
super in love with how precise that game required you to be. And this is another game that does that. And it is the sort of game that like something like chance of Senar says this, but in a different way, it says like, this is hard, figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, like you can do this. You just have to figure it out. Um, and, and yeah, I, I really, really liked this, this game as well. Um, those boss fights are great too. Like I know, you know, you mm-hmm. mentioned the, the human ones, but like, I think even like the big hulking ones are, are really great. Um, and for, for a game of this size, like, like from com- coming from a studio that I'd never heard of before, um, for it to be, I mean, I, it was like 40, 45 hours for me to, to beat and, and it didn't feel like it ran out of ideas anywhere, you know? Um, what, what a great game. It's a good one. It's a good one. Number eight. number eight. Uh, Justin, it's a little game called Hi-Fi Rush. Oh. Um, what, a, what a surprising title. And I, I think it is the perfect thing for, uh, to, to, to like, the perfect use case for something like Game Pass of just saying, like, hey, this game is out right now. I hope that they do other stuff like that. Hey, this game is out right now. It's flashy. It's good looking. Give this thing a shot. Um, I really, really, like, this game really resonated with me just because it is that um that music stuff as a as a messy haired rock fan (laughs) like like, this game resonated with me you know what i mean and i think that the thing about it that really really uh that i really really appreciated as someone who does play music is like music games have always kind of let me down because they're usually just like metronome simulators you know what i mean like something like uh, uh, Krista Necker dancer or like uh, metal hell singer are just like, you have to do your attacks or do whatever just on the beat every single time. And that's, that's fine, but it doesn't like, that's not what music is. You know what I mean? That means it's that's DDR essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of just, that's I'm being uh, redundant, not redundant, reductive. Um, but just like going like this, I can do all day. You know what I mean? You, but you actually can. like your boy, but actually, having to be, <laughs> but actually having to, to like do music is, is different than that. Right. And so what I think hi-fi rush really gets right about that is with its, it's, um, light attack is on, you know, it's quarter notes and then it's heavy attacks are half notes. And that is so cool because it makes you count like, and, and, and you wouldn't be counting necessarily, or you wouldn't be counting like that in, um, other like music action games. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm just in love with that as a concept. And then I'm in love with the way that they handled everything. I think it looked fantastic. That um, cell shading looks great. The animation style looks great. The fact that the entire game syncs up to the, the beat of the music is all great. The, uh, the soundtrack that they made for the game is fantastic. The licensed song, like all of them are just great. Like the, the nine inch nail stuff and the black keys. And then there was it like a, the Beethoven song in that game is like so good. <laughs> like it is, it is, silly but it also has that heart to it i don't know i just i loved this game um and it was a game that i like had to ration for myself because i knew that if i sat down with it i would just beat it in three days or two days you know what i mean but i had to like give myself the time to to sit with it i will say this about hi-fi rush hi-fi rush helped me play liza p oh sure interesting because like literally like as you're saying like the whole like, the counting nature of everything like that i literally counted out loud as i was playing lies of p mm-hmm. because of how i played hi-fi rush yeah um and that helped me so much on some of those tougher boss battles to count out the attacks and like think about like what is a beat versus a half beat as i was going through it and um 
the fact that uh, Hi-Fi Rush not only kind of taught me how to play these action games, I think a little bit better, that it really is a, it's a, it's a game that you're trying to do a rhythm as you are going through your attacks. Like you got to action. That's the, that's the mechanic thinking about that. Yes. Um, and that's really what a lot of these games are when you're thinking about it. Like what's the right time to hit your combos versus dodge. And like to, it kind of reconceptualized the way I, I, I approach these kind of games. And for a game to do that, it's, that's pretty special to, for me to yeah. like rethink about video games. And the, the fact that I'm not a huge, you know, music person, the music in this game is the entire time one of the highlights. Yeah. Um, so it's great. Wonderful game. I agree. Justin, what is your number seven? My number seven game, defying all odds. Um, and I also see there was a pattern here that I kind of fucked up on. Um, I was doing a lot of fours all together, um, but then yeah, Liza P kind of came in there and fucked it up. But my number seven game, Resident Evil 4 remake, oh, Peter. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. I like this. Like, honestly, it's what I was asking for. Uh, yeah. And I feel like solely because it's what I was asking for, it should be on this list. I wanted that game to be more friendly for me to play it in a modern setting. I tried. I literally tried to get through the original one this year. I couldn't do it at a certain couldn't point. Once you get to the castle, which we all can agree, that's when the game slowly but surely starts to like lose its like spookiness. Yeah. Um, once that game literally just became a big action game, I just could not handle playing it, the old one anymore. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm actively like not liking this. It's not just me like not finding the the controls good. It's I I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I stopped, <laughs> and then when I went to play remake, um, I was the most surprised at how they streamlined that game, and how they picked up the pace in so many of the areas and made the game just from beginning to end, constantly moving forward, constantly interesting, constantly great, and constantly fun. And one of the little things that they did to change the game that made it awesome was make you not have to fucking heal Ashley anymore. (laughs) Did you have to heal her before? Yeah, you had to use your healing items Mm, on her. And it was one of the most annoying things because you know that game, it can get to a point where you're like literally like onto your last herb as you're going through a a boss fight or, or something like that. And there was just so many times that I was just legitimately uh, like taken aback. And me having played the Resident Evil 4, not like a lot, but like that first part I played pretty frequently and getting to the castle, I did literally a couple months before I ended up playing this game. The kind of changes that they made in that game, it just was so fresh and so fun. And then you had all that on top of the fact that the actual combat was actually, it's a good ass action shooter. It's fun to to shoot in that game. Um, Yeah. I I, I think your argument about it not being quite as scary when you can control things a little bit better. um, I think that makes sense. But I only buy that in the first part of the game because by the second part of the game, when you have like five guys coming at you at once and you pull out your shotgun and shoot them and like five people fall in the exact same way as you're playing that original game. And it's just kind of like, all right, this feels like I'm just in like a hellhole right now instead of it actually being like a frightening game. Um, I could not imagine playing the end of that game, which is literally just an action shooter. I could not imagine playing that game in the original one. Like I could not. I don't want to do it. But 
honestly, the, the story itself I thought was interesting. Um, I still feel like I wanted a little bit more done to remake the story to make it more interesting to me, uh, mm-hmm. to fill in some of the holes, to tell a better narrative that is actually there. Um, for example, like all the Krauser stuff feels like such an add-on and for someone to be like such like a major boss free, like b- boss character for you, that's like an antagonist. I wish they built and developed your relationship more with him other yeah. than a couple of notes at the beginning and then him taunting you as you're trying to kill him eventually. Yeah. Um, things like that. I wish they could have done a little bit better. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I just love, I love this game. Um, uh, it started with Resident Evil seven. Um, that game was a lot of fun. Then Resident Evil Village, I love that game. Resident Evil 2 Remake, I love that game. And this one, I love that one, this one too. Um, I just am endlessly impressed with these newer versions of Resident Evil. And I love this series, which I would, if you would have asked me five, even three years ago, do I love Resident Evil? I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? That game sucks. (laughs) And then in recent years, it has a full circle to a point where this is like, I, I look forward to whatever's coming next in this series. Yeah. I am definitely interested to see like what are they doing? I think <laughs> now, like this from is, here on out, like what are they doing? Yeah, uh, you, you probably don't follow sports as much, but it, it's like that. Like they have like a line in the sand here, like the Bears do right now. Do they stick with Justin Fields or do they draft the next big prospect with the number one pick? Does Resident Evil do something new and exciting that might not work, or do they try to make the old thing that's just eh? good yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like it's like this weird like like moment like do they just remake these old games again which old games do they remake do they want to do resident evil 5 which is people sold well but i mean i did i had an interesting conversation though about that at uh the game awards this year i was talking with my friend cam hawkins um and and he he had an interesting perspective where he had said like because i was like it's it's right it's real racist we were in in an uber together with a handful of people um because people were talking about it and i was like guys i played it this year is is real racist and he was like well don't you think that that would be a reason to remake it and and to like make it not racist and i think that that is an interesting perspective and question to ask because my immediate my gut reaction is like I don't really think there's a way you could remake it without like, you'd have to like overhaul the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, in, in a way that they haven't necessarily done with these games. Um, that's not to say they can't, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, they, they've remade mechanics. They've remade, um, like how, like the actual engine about how you're walking through these worlds. They have not yeah. remade the stories. I mean, like they have a little bit, but it's not. It's like it's just it's, like they added depth or they changed yeah, this it's, detail it's or whatever. Kind of cutting a little things here and there, like like I, I yeah I I don't foresee them doing something big enough to not make it racist. If they do, wonderful. And then that's great. You know Fucking what I mean? But fantastic. Like, I hope yes. you do that. But it's also like I, I don't want to be that person, but I sometimes I don't know if like the Capcom understands that what they do is racist <laughs> no and that's the other thing is, it's like i don't know did they get it like, yeah. like, like in order to remake it and make it not racist or or you know to, to sort of like rectify that whole thing like you have to also understand what the problem with it initially was and like do they get it i hope but like i also don't know yeah, yeah. um but that said resident evil 4 is a very good game uh it is not on my list but i'm not shocked that by I that think, what's up I gave it a, I, I put it in number seven in honor of your seven out of 10 score for it. Oh, thanks so much, man. You're welcome. That, That's what I, it the is. only reason like, I did. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a great game. I would recommend it. Um, 
I think I think if it had if think if this was the first Resident Evil remake, it would be like blow my fucking mind. You know what I mean? Um, but I think the fact that it has to live having released after Resident Evil 2 remake, I think that I think that game specifically has um, upped the ante for what a remake can and should be. Um, and so for the next for the sequel to that, right, you know, sequel to three um, to be just a pretty safe sort of remake when the other one was so bold. I think um, it does it a disservice, but it's still a good game. And I would recommend if you haven't played it to play it, if you like horror action games um, or just action games in general, because at a certain point it stops being scary. Um, and, and you can do it. I probably the bosses. I think the bosses are consistently scary. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. In a good way. Like, like yeah. in the best way, except for the Krauser fight, but that's yeah. They also, they cut a bunch of stuff at the end too. Um, you, you fight this invisible monster, uh, I was gonna say if you remember, but you I'd assume you never got there. Um, you fight this like giant like praying mantis guy that I think if I'm remembering correctly, he turns invisible. But, but it's it's not a great fight because you're like in these like shipping containers. And so it's like really small. So you don't have like the area to like maneuver around him. Uh, but you have to like figure out how to like navigate through this area while taking care of him. Um, that's the sort of thing where like it didn't work in the original necessarily. But like my question to you, Capcom, is how can you make that work? What can you do to make that work and interesting? And they just opted to say, we're just going to cut it, which is fine. That's and I think that could, but, that could streamline things, too. Like there yeah, was exactly. another El Gigante fight that you ha- that you have an option to do in the original yeah. one that they kind of took out for the chainsaw sister part. But yeah, which itself is great. I mean, he fucking <laughs> runs up the wall to turn around. And and I know this is not like this is a controversial statement, but I think I I think Leon is better in this game because he is more of a of a normal character rather than just being this like bro dude who says the stupidest one liners. And they also fixed the relationship between Ashley and Leon. Yeah, that that was never great in the first one, was it? No, no. And in this one, they end with such a better message about like, uh, hey, you can kind of do whatever you set your mind to instead of like, we're going to fuck later. Well, he they're not because he's like, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you doing after this? And he's like, fucking not hanging out with you. <laughs> um, anyway. Number seven, Justin. Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Ooh. A very good video game that I enjoyed quite a bit. I think that story um, is a cut above the first one by a pretty wide margin. I think pretty much every single thing about that game is is better than the first one, which is saying something. Like, the first one, I I think, is good, um, but I don't think about it very much. Whereas this one, like, like it improved, in my opinion, literally every single thing um, to the point where, like, I have a hard time thinking about, like, what else could you want from a Spider-Man game? You know? Like, I, I guess... I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um... But like I, I just I really really liked this game. I think the web swinging is is like, I mean I know that's what everyone loves about this thing. It's so good, guys. You get that right. It's so good. It's so incredibly good, right? Um, and, and I think like the animations that they added for it are, are just all like knockout. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've had this thing lately where like I've been thinking about like open world games and how they work. And while I don't think that this is necessarily an incredible open world game, in that you don't really like I'm trying to think about how to say this. The open world is not necessary for Spider-Man Two. It's not a game that any of its missions take place in the open world. None of the missions even really utilize the swinging 
um, which I think is a step back because I, I thought that there were some like interesting boss fights that did use that sort of stuff or like interesting set pieces and moments in the first one that did. Am I remembering correctly? He gets like under the effect of some sort of like neurotoxin and you have to like fly through the city and there's like a giant boss that's like also there. Am I making that up in the first one? Um, Every, everything's like white and you're being attacked by a giant green enemy. I don't remember who it is. Mm, Might be the I don't vulture. remember. It could be. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is, like, it, I don't think it's a great, like, case for, like, this needed to be an open world game to tell the story that they wanted to tell. But, like, damn, if I don't love swinging around that thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a good Spider-Man story with with some cool ideas um, that also gets to include a side video game that is just me swinging through that city as fast as I possibly fucking can. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it like, it's like a fast travel system that, or, or a loading screen. I don't want to re- be that reductive, but like, it's a loading screen you want to play. No, it is. It is like, like, like literally it gives you the time in between to just like swing around and do whatever. Um, and they I, do such, I think you're right. They do such a clever job, too, about waiting until you really start to do the minutiae, clearing a district before you can unlock um, uh, fast travel in that yeah. district. So they kind of incentivize you to use the swinging. And the only time I ever fast traveled was near the end. By the time I'm just like, I'm done with this shit. I just want to get to this next fucking Mysterio portal um, yeah. <laughs> and do it. Um, yeah, But even then, up. like like the fast traveling is such a non-barrier to playing that game because yep. like it's it's one second. It's like one second, you know what I mean? Or, or we talked about like I had some pretty significant um, performance issues with this game, where like I had like crashes and and like like soft locks and stuff like well, that. That's because you were playing it on Xbox. It, well, you, you, that's actually right. Um, it was on my Xbox One, um, <laughs> my Quantum Break Xbox One. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't running right. <laughs> it just yeah, it just didn't really like boot up the proper way. But it's like. It's hard to be mad at a game when it saves your progress super often and when you can just reload in one second. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, Spider-Man, if you were a worse game, I would like you a lot less. But damn it, you put a smile on my fucking face. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think for me, uh, Spider-Man 2, um, the story is what kept me going. um, And similar to Final Fantasy, the combat is something I just did. Yeah, I will say that I think that it improves the combat slightly by reducing the number of gadgets you have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm yep. talking about? Yep. When that yep. first yep. game, you had like nine of them and you had to like pick from a radial and whatever. It was way too much. And it, I never used them because I just I had the paralysis of like, I don't want to even think. About yeah, these. it's too many. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this one and maybe there are some of the ones are similar, you know, uh, as to the ones in the first game. But like the ones the gadgets you have in this game are like all serve similar and interesting purposes that also can be used in addition to your other powers to like, there's a lot of synergy between all the abilities that you have in a way that I find to be extraordinarily helpful. And that makes the combat better. It's still just fine, but I think that the stuff that they do add is pretty good. I mean, the Marvel's uh, Spider-Man two is essentially like that big blockbuster movie that you go to that you actually think is a good one. Like, it's like it's like it, Mission it's, Impossible movies. Yeah, yeah, that's where a good walk, way of putting it. Yep. Where you walk away being like, like that was kind of like there was like it was like dumb fun, but also like 
It's a pretty good fucking movie. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the, the it's you know nice production value. It's shot well, all this kind of stuff. And I feel the same thing about. I think that's a great way of putting it. It is the Mission Impossible of video games. Yeah. Um, and uh, also why it's my number uh, six yeah. game of the year. So we're almost we were close. almost right I knew there. We were close. Um, um, and like, I'm wondering, I think, by the way, real quick, I'm wondering when it's going to happen. I, I know for a fact when it will happen, but I'm wondering if there's going to be another moment between right now and then when we're going to have the same game on the same number. Well, we don't. Right now, only Venba's our 11th. Right, but we will. Oh, one. I, th- I, I think so. I think we're going to have one. We might. We might have two. We might have two. Get, don't don't look at my list, Justin. Don't go. I don't, on I don't know where your list is, but I'm 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 okay. Are you are you inviting me to go to DualShockers.com no, I'm, I'm, right I'm now? Actively, I'm actively uninviting you to go to okay. DualShockers.com. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were saying Spider-Man number. What if we actually don't six for you? Number six for me. Yeah, I, I think this game is great. Um, I just don't think anything about this game is extraordinary. Um, I think yep. uh, it it was a game that the story was intriguing enough that I really mainlined the story and I was enjoying it enough um, that I kind of, I think I should not have and I should have done a lot of the side content at the end because getting the platinum was actually kind of a chore for me. I had Mm -hmm. so much side content to do when I was done with this game that I was a little shocked and I was like, I probably should have done this a little bit earlier and it also made the combat a little bit harder during the main story, which I don't think is a bad thing (laughs) that it was just a little bit more challenging because I wasn't as upgraded as I could have been. Um, but there's just some parts about it that I'm just kind of like, ugh. like some of the boss fights seemed, it wasn't so much like they were like a challenge. It was just tanky with huge health, health bars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that like something that this game actually gets wrong is those bosses because they are either one of two things. They're either a, like when you encounter the villains, they either set a bunch of their henchmen on you and you take care of them. And then the boss fucks off and leaves until like we'll meet again spider-man or it's just a big guy (laughs) like and that's it and like that's just not that interesting yeah and i think this game does almost do everything better from uh spider-man one um with the exception of the story i really did like spider-man one story better i thought thought it was it was uh better paced more streamlined um this one i have so many more critiques about it because i do not think they handled having miles and peter very well they didn't. i feel they like didn't. that was one of the the biggest missed opportunities i understand how they tried to make miles story interesting with mr negative and his little little like resolution that he had with that character but it just wasn't enough for me and i still like after the story why the fuck would peter let miles be spider-man like Miles is literally talking about wanting to go to college and like (laughs) being able to go to college and like having like a better like balance in his life. And then Peter's like, you know what? Fuck it. You're younger than me. You get to do this, buddy. (laughs) And like, it just doesn't make sense to me that that's the resolution of it because that's not quite where I saw Miles' story going based on the clues that they had given you throughout. Um, They do a lot of good side content. I just don't know how well it all meshed into each other. Um, mm-hmm. like randomly stumbling upon the pigeon scene. Like that's yeah. fun. It just felt so out of place with where I was in the story. Yeah. Randomly stumbling upon the old man scene. A great, great moment. Fucking random for how it like kind of like connected to everything. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think, feel like the whole game like was this perfect cohesive fit from beginning to end. And there were so many like things about it that I could like kind of poke holes into. Um, 
But that doesn't mean it's not a great game. It's not an enjoyable yeah. game. You got to kind of turn your brain off. Enjoy that story. You do not get games like this frequently. You do not get games that are this high quality, this great of a story, this just kind of like turn your brain off and have fun. And it is something that does not overstay its welcome. Yes. I would yep. not. I think I would not feel this way because I, I beat it in 25 hours, I'm going to say. If it was 40 hours, I think I would it, it would have overstayed its welcome a little bit in terms yep. of like just too much of all of this. Yep. Um, I do agree with you about that story though, about with, with miles, like he, he gets like sidelined, like so hard for like the whole game and he's on the cover, man. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, I know. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's not great. They don't, they do not handle two Spider-Men. Well, which if they hi, handle three spider people, they're going to fail. Yeah. I, I really wonder what they're going to, how they're going to do that next. You know, let's, let's check the leaks to see what they said. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yep, number six game, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Good game. Like it. Number six game for me. Chia. Ch-ch-ch-chia. I love Chia. Um this is this is a, a game that like is very flawed. <laughs> but like I, I see what they're going for, and and I, I see that like I see the passion of the people who made this. Uh, if I can read from my um, write-up on DualShockers.com, um, this is what I wrote about the game. I really don't think there's anything that sparks more joy inside of me than listening to someone else gush about something they're passionate about. And Chia feels like the video game equivalent of that. It's a beautiful love letter to the islands of New Caledonia that feels like something of a time capsule to capture the current culture of the archipelago while also telling a gripping folktale packed to the brim with magical realism and a love of music. And like, that's why I think I feel so for, like forgiving maybe is the wrong word, uh, but that's what I'm going to go with for this, for this game. Like the, the combat that they force you to do for the last like two hours of this thing is like truly like awful. <laughs> like it is like really quite bad. Um, and, and like, I don't like that specifically, but what it does do, I, I really am a fan of, especially with the fact that it is this big open world game that does not give you a uh a map that has you on it you you if i'm remembering correctly like there's a button you press and chia says something like oh like from here i can see this mountain or like oh i can see this you know it's like a general um, a general like this general area is where i am but you don't see your cursor yeah yes but what what i really appreciate that about that is it makes you actually look at the world around you and actually go like Oh, okay. So like, I'm, I must be near this then. And then the game is big, but it's not that big to the point where you then just become familiar with the places that you're at, you know, and you just become like familiar with like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't want to go that way because it's like the terrain is rougher, even though it like, it looks like it's shorter on the map. Or, like, Oh, when I do that, I actually have to walk up the entire mountain and that just doesn't work. Right. Um, and like, I, I remember when this game came out that like a lot of people were um, sort of criticizing the fact that you can just like, jump into a bird because that's your her magical powers that she can like like transform into like any animal or like rock or whatever and you can just transform into a bird and just like fly across everywhere and like yeah you can do that and like i did i do that sure when i needed to but something i really appreciate about it is that like if you are doing that and just flying over everything i think you're missing what makes the game good you know, and you can do that if you need to get somewhere quick or, or if you're just trying to do this, that or whatever. And that's fine. Um, but I, I think that it, it adds something to not do that and to just actually explore and, and take a second and like look at what is around you. Because um, not only is it like doing that 
not only do I just think that there's value in doing that, but like, I think this game specifically that is supposed to be like, have like specific details about new Caledonia is something I really like. Yeah. I think, um, the one thing that I, I think my problem with this game and why it's not on my list is yeah. the, the one thing I think it did interesting. Um, I guess technically two things gameplay wise. The one thing I think it did interesting mm-hmm. was the map system. I think that mm-hmm. was a unique way to go about exploring that world that it wasn't just, I'm this cursor. I'm going to these places. I think the vibe and the musical parts that they have in there, I thought those are really unique, cool moments. Um, but like everything else about that game, I don't think the story was great enough to really keep me going. Um, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 for games that make you eat babies this year. I mean, oh, I, a thousand I, percent. I mean, probably you can eat a baby in Baldur's Gate three or let someone eat a I'm baby. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that's something that you can do. Um, but, uh, I think like this game would have been more special to me if it wasn't for all those breath of the wild clones that came out after breath of the wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it reminded me of like an earlier stage of that kind of thing. I also mm-hmm. think people who complain about things like the birds getting around, they're missing the point of it because it wasn't just like an unlimited cheat code. You still had to like, no. like pocket birds in your pockets. You only had like certain amount of like distance that you could go with them. They're still really cleverly designed like puzzles. And I do think um, the actual map itself was pretty cleverer, cleverly designed with mm-hmm. like some of its locations, its underground caves, it's just how you get up certain areas. The, there's, there's There was enough unique stuff in the world to make it interesting. Um, this is the simple connection. It reminded me a lot of Wind Waker. I wish Wind Waker... Yeah had a remaster this one had a lot of those moments it was a relaxing game to a point obviously i never got to the combat part of the game where you said it got worse the second you said that and i know you're a huge champion of this game and i was like kind of digging the game and then you said that it gets like the combat stuff gets worse i was like you know what i'm probably i don't know if i need to finish this um but yeah i i enjoyed a lot of it uh even like the the stuff once you get to the more city area of it like exploring that city area is kind of fun that's cool <laughs> you know? yeah yeah there's just like some like cool things about it um but yeah i think in terms of like style this game has more kind of like style and vibes than most any other game this year something else that i love about this game is that the map is not accurate and they say that right at the beginning they say like hey like if you go to like places that are like not super like populated like we have a general idea of like this stuff but it's not totally charted properly mm. and that's cool because it means that you get to explore and you get to say like okay i kind of know something's over here but like what is it you know um I, I i just i like this that sort of thing where it says like you have to like actually engage with this world yep. and, and like you know you want to talk about like the difference between an open world like the spider-man one and the one in this is like this is a game about the world and exploring this specific area and, and like looking into these specific details. Um, whereas in Spider-Man, like it's just not, you know, about yep. being in, in that place. Um, there's a great, uh, there's a side quest that goes through the entire game um, where you like are unlocking these treasure maps and, and stuff like that. And like, it's literally a journey across the entire map. It's like 14 or 15 different steps. It's awesome because it just makes you think about like, where have I seen that before? Like, okay, two trees and like a whole, where would that be? And then you like think about like where you've seen those specific trees or like where on the island it would be, but like by the coast or like, oh, there's like a river that's like shaped like this. Like, it's really, really cool. I love it. Chia, number six. Chia, which everyone has done. All right. I'm getting to my um, number, number five. five. We're in the top five already, Peter. Yeah. My number five game. 
Baldur's wow. Gate 3. <laughs> Justin, okay, 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 okay. I know, like, like I want to... Uh, go ahead and intro this game for you. I want to hear everything. We have not talked since you started playing this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, so I, I first want to say that um, looking at this list, uh, I think my top five are pretty, like... Well, not, not my top five. I really do think from Lies of P to my number two game it could probably go a lot of different ways. And a lot of this is just kind of like preference and everything. Um, the Straight up, the reason this game is not higher on my list is every time I get into a combat encounter, I want to hit my head against the wall and quit. <laughs> I yeah. fucking hate the combat in this game. I put you're, it not, to the, you're not alone in that. No, I, I put it to the story mode, to the easy difficulty and stuff like that. And it's not so much that it's like was too hard when it wasn't. It's just like I didn't enjoy spending time to go through and like make sure everything was perfect statistically. Like yeah. I, I 100% the reason this game is not higher for me is because I do not enjoy the combat at all. Mm -hmm. It is a negative for me. I try to do everything fucking possible to avoid combat where I can and that's why this game is great. Because in most situations you can you can avoid a lot of the combat situations. Um I got through the whole goblin camp, Peter. Yeah. By um, what'd you do? How'd you get in? First of all, how'd you get in? Uh, how'd I get in? Um, I used a check. They wanted me to put shit on my face and I'm like, you're yep. not doing that. Like I had like an insight check that they were waiting for someone or I, I used my, my, my brain power, my brain worm to read the guy's oh, mind sure. and they were looking for someone. I'm like, I'm going to see this person that are going to put shit in your face. And I'll be like, if I do and I tell this person, are they going to be happy with that? And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just sends you in. Um, and then, so I got in and it was, everything was like fine. I was able to walk around wherever. And then the yeah. first person you get to is the hag woman and the hag woman, like the, the ritual person. And she's like, I can remove this from your, from yeah. your head. I was like, Oh great. Let's go to this quiet location to do it. Um, and then, uh, uh, I, uh, was in a room alone with her and I was like, I don't, I got to kill her but I don't have the strength to kill her in one hit because she had like 26, 30 hit points. Yeah. So I went in with uh, Asterion, my rogue character, snuck up behind her when she was looking the other way and stabbed the fuck out of her and killed her. Awesome. <laughs> in a sneak thing. So she was dead, alerted no one, got through the first one. I'm like, great. The second one, um, and this one, I'm sorry, I have to admit, like, part of me and the fun in this game is me save scumming, so I've save scummed part of this stuff. Here's the thing, Justin. A lot of people get up in arms about save scumming in Baldur's Gate 3. It's the way to play the game for me. Mm -hmm. I have to. Because I well, want, like, because it's not always clear what, it, how people are going to take what you want to, how people are going to take what you're going to say, first of all. And then second of all, like, sometimes, like, you can do a lot, but it's also sometimes, like, you, it is limited. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. And yeah. I save scum for like specific reasons. Like if I get a bad role, that's my life. Yeah, right. Exactly. Whatever. But when I have a goal of not killing, making anyone in the camp aware that I've killed everyone in the camp, like that's my yeah. goal. That's my fun. I literally yes. probably spent six hours in this camp trying to do this at the very it's least. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so the second one was the Dao character. Um, the, the, the drow one, Minthara. The, the drow, yeah. Um, the Minthara character. Um, so I'm just sitting there like I was trying all the different ways to like make, to find a way to kill her without 
doing everything. Like I just couldn't do it. I got a couple times where we started the attack and it just got too complicated. I'm like, I'm too far away here at this point. It's not about being at the camp anymore. I'm in the middle of this fucking thing. I'm almost destroying the, this grove that I'm trying to protect. Not what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. So then like I, I reloaded a save and I was walking up to her and I saw that there was a, a way to select the bridge that I walked over. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. So I went along with her plan and she's going to the front door of the goblin camp to like rally the troops. And as she's going over the bridge, took an arrow, poop, knocked the bridge down. She fell to her death. Yep. And then I'm like, I got over this scot-free. And then all of a sudden I see a goblin running at me, jumps over the thing and talks to me and was like, did you see what happened to that bridge? Someone's vandalizing our property. And I'm like, oh my God, someone is. <laughs> so I thought I ruined it there, but then I killed her, whatever. So then the third guy, the I guess the leader of it, this was the hardest yeah. one I had to do, but I'm Agreed. super proud with how I did this. How'd you do it? I got a bunch of exploding barrels, bunch of fire <laughs> things, set them all up around him, set them all up around the goblins on the bottom. Um, and then I went up top, got on my sneaky position, let an arrow, a fire arrow fly, and everyone exploded in a tower of glory. Dude, that's awesome. All at the same time. Um, once I did that, though, then I had to clear out the remaining goblins in, in the camp. I don't know if yes. there was a way for me not to do that. Uh, literally, the masochist guy um, in there. Did, who, you, like, did is, you get the buff from him? No. Oh, Okay. He was trying to hit me, and I and I was like using my constitution rolls to like not fight it, and then he got upset. If you let him, if it's like, I don't. There's a there's a combination of those rolls where like I, I don't remember what it is. He gives you a buff, um, where you uh, uh, if your health is below thirty percent, you deal more damage or something like oh, that. That's it's like cool. a it's a blessing. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but he, he's a, it's interesting. I was talking about him literally today at work about how like he's such a cool character because it's like you can miss him so easily. You like by just not talking to him or whatever you, you were saying, though, or if you don't sneak into the camp. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, he like he like is running out. Be like, the goblins are attacking. Leave. And I was like, oh, OK, now I guess I got to kill them. So then I killed everyone and then yeah. it was fine. But like by that point, it's like eight guys in the middle and that was it. All the big guys were gone. It was like it was whatever. So, I mean, that took me a huge amount of time to do that kind of stuff. And I super enjoyed that. I think one thing I was a little, I was going into this game being like, I can play this character any way I want. It's literally Dungeons and Dragons. There is a bit of a story that you have to go with that prevents you from playing the characters any way you want. It really right. comes down to, am I going to be evil or good? Yeah. I mean, and, there is, there is some gray area. how are you going to get through those situations? Yeah, yeah. There's still some gray area, but it's still just like evil or good. And I feel like it's open with how you can do stuff, but you, it's really hard to play kind of any character you want because they don't always have the options for you to do that so i was a little disappointed i was going to go in playing at a very specific character but kind of didn't have that ability to do it mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean the, the, i i i do enjoy a lot of the options that this game gives you um sometimes i wonder how like like they're definitely thoughtful with mechanics um but a lot of it i mean there's things that are different but it's not like I mean, I'm only in the first act, right? It just doesn't seem to be as necessarily, literally, you can outdo something any way you want to. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, like there's a lot of ways to do it, but there's some situations that you're kind of funneled into having to do certain things with them. Yes. Um, but, 
the the thing is you it's hard for you to know what those are because there are so many different like class selections, dialogue options based on your character, based on your history, based on all this other stuff that might slightly change the stuff. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, a lot of the stuff still ends with you having to fight someone, even if you try to avoid it to the best of your ability. And that's why I don't like the game as much as I could. But I really am digging a lot of these characters. Um, I am digging a lot of the combat. Before we recorded for about two hours, I literally just was respecting all my characters in camp. That's all I was doing. Oh, really? Interesting. All I did for two hours of just looking at this screen. I have a 75-inch screen TV, Peter, and that text is small. It is tiny. 75-inch? <laughs> so, Damn, that's huge. I am far away from it. Yeah, it's, it's fair. But but it's like one of those things where it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying this game. Um, I do wish uh, the only thing, and the reason I still think a game like uh, uh, Dragon's uh, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition is better for me is because the combat was more fun for me. I had more sure. fun in those moment-to-moment -moment moment-to-moment combat encounters. Um, I feel like sometimes the scope is almost too big, big um, in terms of like thinking about um, like respecting the characters and making sure my characters are perfect and like trying to find the best way to do that kind of stuff. It's just I'm not into D and D enough to quite yeah. know like. Yeah everything and what it means and there's still a lot of stuff that i'm a little bit like confused by and then you watch all these like videos about like 10 things you must know about Baldur's gate 3 when starting a new campaign and i'm like this is not really helping me what you're talking about i did get this like funny guy um uh i don't know who he is but on my tiktoks it's basically it's the same guy playing a dungeon master and a guy who's trying to like like con dungeons and dragons to like make it so he no one ever hits him or anything like that so he's okay. like asking the dungeon master to do all these things and then he's like so can i do this and the dungeon master's like well yeah you could so that means i'm never gonna take damage right and he's like yeah yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like there's a lot of that kind of stuff for it but i mean really it is dungeons and dragons it's a campaign yep. of dungeons and dragons that you get to play through it's great i like it yeah. it's fun a lot of good stuff with it um yeah it's a good game I, I am so happy that you're liking it because uh, it took a minute to click for me because uh, I like I, I liked it. OK. And then I got to the to the combat and I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. And I have since come to appreciate it um, because I've, I've really found my stride with my characters and with uh, how I want to approach combat and whatever. And I think combat is at its worst when you are literally only using the attacks that are on your radial. And it gets really good when you start doing that outside the box thinking right about like, OK, well. What if, you know, all these characters have to walk through this choke point? So what if I throw a bottle of grease there and they all fall over and they're prone and then you have advantage when you attack them, I think. Um, but at the very least, like they're going to be able to like be vulnerable for a little bit and I can interrupt them at this point or whatever. Like that's when it starts to like the the big brain part in the, the really satisfying for me part is is when you are doing stuff like that. Um, versus just going like, okay, I'm, I'm going to use fireball. All right. I'm going to use my sneak attack. All right. You know what I mean? Um, or setting it up so that your combat encounters, like what you did with the priestess in the goblin camp are like, we're going to do, we are going to enter combat, but it's going to be really quick, yep. quick and really yep. fast. Like you set it up um, to be, to be like that. Or, or what you t did with Minthara, right? Where it's like you broke the bridge to kill her because you realized that I'm not gonna be able to, I could fight her, but I'm going to alert every person in the, in the camp here. I am bummed. They have added a way to recruit her without it. Cause she's a companion without having to follow her, her lead. Because if you follow her and do the things that she asks you to do, uh, 
you kill all the people in the in the grove, right? It's like for the evil playthrough, right? But now you don't have to do that. Um, and so I'm bummed that I have missed that because she seems pretty what cool. Do you have to, what do you have to do? Okay, so you have to knock her out um, in in the goblin camp. You have to knock her out and then she um, reports to people who are in Act 2 in Moonrise Towers, which is where I think you're like told to go next. Yeah. Um, and like that's like the big... I've not even gotten there yet because um, I've been preoccupied doing other stuff. Um, she is face she's like standing trial at moonrise towers for failing to do what she was tasked to do and you can break her out and then she'll be like why would you save me and you're like because you know i think you're you you can change and then she changes and and or i think she's still pretty evil but like you can then have her as your companion yeah Yeah. um which sucks because she seems interesting um but uh there the problem for me and a problem is it's just these the thing that you have to accept about the game is that you are not going to be able to do everything and that you are going to go, oh, man, I didn't do it like that. That seemed like a cool way to do it, you know. Um, but for every one of those moments, I do have a thousand different moments where I went, I did this like this. I didn't think I could. Without spoiling anything, I just did um, a, a I wrapped up a lot of the Lazel stuff um, because uh, you're in Act I, Two, right? I am in Act Two, but I missed um, basically right after where you are. Because uh, where are you? Sorry, in the game uh it's hard it's hard to say i like i got i got to the place where it's like you can go to act two i haven't finished the grove stuff i got i there was a tree house with a with a hag that i like stole some of her hair and now i have a plus one charisma there's a wand um that i got that made this person come to live and it's like i think this is a bad idea and the woman was like bring me my husband and it's like all right here's your dead husband um that's kind of where i just finished i missed i missed her completely the anti Ethel stuff. And then I came back for it because I was like, I heard it's great. And I wanted some of the, the stuff that was in there. So I went and did that uh, after entering act two. Um, but, but, but even to get to act two, you have the option to go through the mountain pass or go into the underdark to, to make your way through um, the underdark to get to the uh, shadow curse lands. And what's awesome about that is if you go to the underdark, there are like two, huge full-on quest lines to get through the underdark to get into act two and if you go through the mountain pass there's a huge quest line with lazel to get to the underdark or to get to the shadow curse lands and so i i went to through the underdark and i did that stuff and then i was like wait a second i kind of want to see what was over there so you can do them both you know what i mean and so i went and i did this like huge cleanup process where i was like well i'm interested in the lazel and so i went and did that um and and there's like a what I'm trying to say is there is a quest like the culmination of this quest with her was basically we were tasked with doing something and I kind of didn't want to do it because I kind of felt like it was like the wrong move. But I also knew that if we didn't do it, we were going to for sure get killed. (laughs) So I went to go do that thing, but instead of going through with doing that thing, and I'm speaking vaguely because I don't want to spoil this for anyone who wants to, to play this or if you end up getting there or whatever. Um, but if you've played this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I went and I went to go do that thing, but instead of doing it, I talked to the person. I said, Hey, I know we're both on the same page that I don't want to do this. You, you don't want me to do this. So why do you think that they're having me do this? And we talked about it and then we came out and then we found out like, okay, they were mad at us either way. And then I had this whole story arc with Lazelle about like coming, like trying to figure out about her 
uh, culture and like her people and like do you really want to side with them if they are if they don't like that we are doing this or whatever and it felt like i was able to go through that situation in a way that i wanted do you know what i mean because i had the idea of like i'm gonna go along with them but i'm not gonna do it you know like the second that i'm out of their sight like i'm gonna totally like talk to everyone and like decide like how we want this all to go and i think to my understanding my because i did look some stuff up afterwards my relationship with lazelle the fact that she likes me and that, that we are like uh, uh friends she could leave my party and turn on me for going against what her people wanted but she didn't and she ended up saying okay i trust you because i passed a check and because we have that relationship i i think it's cool is what i'm trying to say I think it's a yeah, neat yeah. video game. It is. It is. Um, I like it a lot. It's a good game. Number five of the year for me. Baldur's Gate 3. Number five for me. Lies of P. That's a good Lies game. Lies of P. Um, as we as we get to the end here, not to the end, but like I imagine we're going to start matching up with some of our, our games here. Um, mm. I don't really have much to say about Lies of P that we haven't already said. It is a fantastic game that took me by surprise as a game where I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give this a shot. Um, I, I had a code for it like two days before it went on Game Pass. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I was going to play it on Game Pass either way. And then turns out it's like incredible. The combat's great. Um, the story is really excellent. Uh, I like that your outfit doesn't matter. Like your outfit, you can wear whatever you want. And like the internal puppet parts are your actual armor. I hate when you have to wear a stupid looking outfit to look to for good armor i am looking at you baldur's gate 3 i'm looking um, at you hogwarts <laughs> legacy <laughs> is that right <laughs> yeah you can transmog um, stuff but you have to do it so frequently that it's just kind of like, oh. like why yeah um although i will say baldur's gate 3 has that option to not show the helmets which is always like so pr- primo well i have um, a fun little hat on my character like a little oh little, do you a cowboy hat and i'm wearing like a, a whole like warlock outfit with just like cowboy hat <laughs> <laughs> can i ask what is your what is your your class warlock okay gotcha yeah um yeah liza p I, I don't i don't know if i have a whole lot else to say that we haven't already said um it's a good game and i think about it a lot and that's astounding for a video game that i um like literally was kind of a punchline you know what i mean up until it came i i just did i would not expect that game to have been so polished and so great in so many different ways like it was just awesome was this the first game by this studio they made something else let me look um the publisher has published other stuff but um i think i i don't think I'm not sure. <laughs> the developer is Round 8 Studio and NeoWiz Neo games. NeoWiz. So, so, so NeoWiz is the one that has done other stuff. Um, nothing that I recognize here. Um, but then, let's see here. It says Bless Round Unleashed eight. is a game that came out by... Or Al- Alliance of Valiant Arms. That's, that's, pretty, that, that's pretty cool. It's a good name, yeah. I want to um, play this game now. <laughs> Blessed Unleashed. Round eight studio has made, yeah, just Bless Unleash, which a massively multiplayer online role playing game developed by Round Eight Studios. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, like like what a what a complete surprise. And like now it's it's whatever they do next, I am like so hotly anticipating it. You know what I mean? Whether it's mm-hmm. DLC for Liza P or if it's if it's um a, a full on sequel or just like whatever the next game is, I'm like so excited for it. Um I think the healing system is is probably something that I, I think FromSoft should adopt. That thing where like if you're out of charges, 
you can get another charge on your healing flask yeah, by it, it, hitting the enemies. It makes it more like you have more control. Like obviously, like you're out of health, you're you're screwed anyway. But it feels like you have that like last saving throw. Like if you I hit rally. this guy enough more times, then you can yes. come back and do it. I like that a lot. You're right. That's great. What is your number four? My number four game is a little game. I hate to put it here for you. Alan Wake 2. Uh, Justin, respectable. I'm surprised that it got this far. Based um, on, based on not, not surprised, but like I was worried because of your, um, the way you played it and the fact that you didn't like the combat and you're like, I left all the saga stuff for the end. Like, yeah, uh -oh. <laughs> a little rough, a little rough there yeah. with that. Um, I think the things that the, the things that, that give it the most for me, um, are the combat and mm. the backtracking. Some of the backtracking in this game is yep. so slow and tedious and it really makes you not want to explore some of these areas more that are really fun to explore. Um, but like, you know, speaking of just like a game that has everything you'd want in a, a like a high quality video game. Um, uh, like this is this might not be Mission Impossible. This is like a Christopher Nolan movie that when you're done watching it, you sit back and you're like, hmm, hmm. what does it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it's rare that you get a game that like creates so much room for conversation and is so ambiguous and so uh interesting to talk about to think about to go back about and you don't get games like a like a like a remedy game you do not get games like this this is a rare this is a treat um every game that they come out with they just keep getting better and better um i still think controls better personally because it's more of the jump jump dash games that i like um but in terms of like the delivering of the package this is still a better one yeah. Um, I am, I just, it's such a fun game to talk about. I love all the stuff around it. I love the we sing part and just seeing the, yeah. the, the pictures of the fucking director of this video game doing a fucking <laughs> choreographed dance to this fucking song in it. Yeah. Like what game has that? This is like, I mean, this is like Kojima levels of weirdness. Um, yeah. but they just made that first game so much better with while, while I do not think Alan Wake is anywhere close to a top 10 list for me. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like this one, uh, this is easily something that made my top five. Um, and the reason, like, I'm going to probably say, like, why for all these games, why I think this game is better than Baldur's Gate for me. Um, it just is a more directed package that I enjoyed. And yes. I did enjoy the puzzles in it. I did enjoy the exploring in it. The combat has its moments um, that are good. And as we talked about before, the parts about the combat that I hated made the parts of the vibes in the environment better. The fact that they had yeah. those shadow creatures that you didn't know if they were bad or not gave that extra sense of tension. The fact that you go in the basement, twice they send you in a basement where you're expecting to be attacked by stuff and there's nothing in there. Um, and there's just all these like like really good moments. It's a spooky game, and they do a really good job of making it a creepy and spooky and unsettling game. Um, so many times where I literally feel like I'm being looked at by the actors who are live action people in a video game. I literally feel like they're looking at me, the gamer, not the, you know, like it just, it's just so like unsettling as you're playing so much of this game. Yeah. And because like the, the game is like the narrative is about like narratives and yeah. stories and like, it's not, it's not unthinkable that they would directly address you in a way that is like uncomfortable and scary. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, Gosh, what a good game. And it's so it's so like oozing with style and like there there's just so much to it that is so 
good to look at <laughs> and to experience and like the the blending of the FMV stuff like not only is it cool to like have the like you know the FMV elements to it but like even the the fmv stuff that is in like the actual game of it you know what i mean like when you find the alex casey um what, what are they called like when you gotta like line up the two circles the right yeah, way yeah and, and like then you get like the silhouette of him like imprinted on the thing but it's not just like directly laid over like it's actually in the world i think that stuff is is so unique and so good looking um that yeah i i hope that we get a lot more alan wake um and i do i, I do understand that like I know what you're saying when you say that you like control better what I appreciate. Cause I think that that is probably the opinion of a lot of people, but what I appreciate about Alan Wake two is that and correct me if I'm wrong here. Cause I like Alan Wake two better than control. I think, but, um, it's not because Alan Wake two is bad necessarily. It's just that it is a different type of game than control. Is that right? I think the easy answer to that is I had more fun moment to moment playing control combat wise. Um, And I don't have that same experience in Alan Wake because I do feel like there are moments when the combat comes up and I kind of roll my eyes where I I feel like control is more of an action game than Mm -hmm. than Alan Wake is. Alan Wake has obviously action moments to it, but more intentionally an action game um, that I I think it's more of a combat thing rather than a quality thing. Because I do think that quality wise Alan Wake is better. Yeah, because um, like it's so good, and and I'm I'm curious about like what that like final cut DLC stuff is, because I imagine it's uh, to my understanding it is additional control DNA with like Doctor Darling and like Jesse has a cameo in this for one second if you remember like that was exciting. <laughs> she's what, she's like looking. She, what's that? She's mentioned. She, I know she's, she's mentioned. Oh, I didn't. When? Where? Uh, when you are. When you get to the hotel and you have your like rager like bender with Thomas Zane, uh, there's a moment where they're like partying it up. And in the TV on the TV, you have Dr. Darling is like setting something up and he's like, I think it's ready now. And then Jesse like knocks on the on the TV and she's like, hello. And then it like statics away. Oh, I I guess I didn't catch that. That's kind of cool. Creepy. Like, what does that mean? And like, I imagine that she's the person that that Tim Breaker is talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is going to be interesting to see that connection develop in the next uh, control. And and like is like the quantum break stuff or even the Max Payne stuff. Like, I think that stuff is so cool, too, of like they don't have the rights to that, but they're willing to go like tiptoe as close as they possibly can to the line of of something they have the rights to. Um, Yeah, I I just think it's, it's very cool and very neat. And uh, I'm excited to see what they do with Mr. Door as well, because he's kind of like not resolved in a way that I think is like spooky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's he going to do? And like, what's his whole thing? But Saga's dad. What? You think it's Saga's dad? Yeah. Interesting. Because because, yeah, it could be because because they talk about how um, Thor and Odin don't like her dad, didn't like her dad. Yep. And how they've been to the dark place, I think, or something like that. And she has like these like powers that like are both like more demonic, but also like yeah. the the good ones from uh, her her side of the family or her grandparents side of the family. Um, yeah. So that would be my thought and idea about that. Among and many also other like, things. game has two excellent musical numbers. You know what I mean? They've oh, got the We Sing one, are you talk- which is great. Are you talking then- about the boss fight or the karaoke at the at the bar with Ati? 
of the karaoke at the bar with Ati is excellent. Um, but also at the end, at the end, uh, when with Saga stuff where you do the, the concert on the beach, which is just like, I love that they're just like, I, let's just do the thing from Alan Wake 1. That was great, right? Yep. <laughs> like, except, let's just do more of that. Except you had to then fight. <clears throat> yeah, that is true. One that of the more true. frustrating boss battles of that game. That is one of the more frustrating boss battles in the game. Yeah, yes, Justin, yeah. you're very right. Yeah. You're very correct. Number four. You're very right. If it I'm, wasn't I'm for that. To, I'm willing to give it to you. I'm telling you, if there wasn't for the combat, this game might have been number two. Oh, we jumped right over number three, huh? Uh, there's something else I was going to say about this game, though. About the combat or... Oh, oh, did you find the mayor? Did you meet the mayor? No, but I read the achievement, so I know that it's... I know the the, the yeah. secret... Which is funny. Yeah, secret. So I, it's I very get- funny because also like when you look at all the, cause you collect like the documents and you find them in the mind place where you can be like, like there's like a separate side for like the mayor. Yeah. And, um, when you find out who the mayor is, you then read, reread all the signs and you go, Oh, it's funnier. Yeah. It's very funny. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Rough on crime. Yeah. Um, just in mind number four, dead space remake. Oh, good game. Oh, um, I, I think that it is the problems with this game are that it doesn't go far enough. The things that it redoes, I think, are great. But then the things that it does hold on to sometimes are a little weird. Like the, the entire ending of the game is it was criticized even when it came out of just being kind of weak. And it, it's still kind of weak in this game. Um, and, and it's the sort of thing where, like, you guys changed so much about this game. Why wouldn't go you change this one thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not, doesn't make it bad. It's still a great game. And, and I think that even though the ending might be a little weak, like that doesn't like undo the fact that the first, the other 90% of it is really, really good. But, um, I, uh, I, I think it gets horror, right? And even though it is action horror, um, it still does a lot to freak you out. I think it's sound design is spectacular. I think the fact that it has, I think one of those AI directors like, um, like left for dead, where when you retract, uh, when you track through older areas, um, it's, it's gonna have things jump out at you that you weren't expecting from places that you, you didn't, weren't, weren't looking for it. Um, it's just, it's a really, really solid game. Did you, did you end up playing this at all? No, it's, it's on my thing. Of, I still want to play it. It's on my yeah. things. I still need to pl- not need to play, but want to play. I'm trying to look at this list. I think in the best case scenario, um, yeah, where, it, where could it have gone? It would probably be 10 if it would be on this list. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I I could be shocked. Um, I mean, I played first couple hours of the original one. I played the demake of the original one, so I'm an expert yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know um, necessarily where it would fit. But maybe who knows? Maybe it'd be right around Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Well, I, I think the I don't remember if this is in the original or not. Like, it, it just it asks you to make choices about like it makes you pick your poison. Like, there's a scene I think at the beginning. Um, where you have to chew, you have to like go through like the, some, you know, like technical part of the ship and you have to choose you have to reroute the power. You can either have oxygen or lights. And so it's like, do you want to be able to see, or do you want to have to get through, you have to run a rush through the next little bit. You know what I mean? And, and like yeah. that stuff is just so cool. Um, and, and it's the sort of thing that I really like cause it fills you with dread. Cause you're like, well, what do I, <laughs> well, like you have to really think about that choice about like, what am I going to be freaked out more by one? Of, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be freaked out either way, but like, what's going to be worse for me, you know? Um, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's quite good. Um, I, uh, I love dead space and I think that this does a really good job at showing people what makes dead space so cool. Um, 
And I hope that, you know, they're working on their Iron Man game next, which I think is a, to be honest, a pretty solid, like, Dead Space is kind of just Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, the, the blasters he's got are kind of like Iron Man things. Like, the flight stuff is kind of like him. Um, I hope that when they inev- inevitably do come back to the Dead Space well, because I think this sold well, and I think they were asking people about, like, other remakes that they would want. I hope that they don't remake two, don't even think about doing three, that they just go and do a new continuity with this being the first game. You know what I mean? Cause it, yeah, cause yeah. I like dead space too. I, you know, obviously I fucking love dead space too. Um, but like if the inevitability is coming back to dead space three, just scrap it, just do something new that, cause like there's so much that you could so many different places you could go with this that I, I think people would appreciate it, but that's just me. All right, Peter, my number three game, the game that I, I forgot to put on my fucking list, my number That's three game of the year. Okay, I fucking three. forgot to put this on the list. I can't. I was so upset when I realized this moment happened. Um, what could you uh, possibly missed? What was so high on your list? What could I have missed? It's one we already talked about. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. It's Hi-Fi Rush. Um, th- this game was such a, a treat when it came out. Um, it is a kind of game that I enjoyed the story for it. I enjoy the humor in it. I love humor in games, and I feel like this game really got good humor. I enjoy the characters a lot in this. Um, I enjoyed the fucking combat in this. I enjoyed the, not the fact that it was a huge world to explore, but there was reasons to go back and explore it later once you beat the game. Um, And there's just enough stuff hiding around the corner to make it worth you going around every corner. The boss fights are awesome. The The fact that it, as I said before, made me recontextualize how I'm playing these action games that it's all fucking just music. And like, I mean, this game from, I think from top to bottom, I, I don't have many complaints with it. I think almost every other game on this list, um, I can find a complaint about. Um, and if this one's complaint is that it was short for me, <laughs> like I don't think that's a that's necessarily a complaint, and it wasn't that no. short. It was like eight to twelve hours, eight something to 10 like hours, that. Yeah. yeah, to get through the the your your first playthrough of it. Um, but I it was just so taken aback by this game, and I enjoyed it so much. Um, and I think there's very little for me to criticize, and I and I just think it's a game that you should try. Um, and the fact that it was shadow dropped, I think. To be honest, I know you said that's a good thing. I think that's the worst thing that could happen to this game because I don't think enough people talk about this game. I don't think there was enough coverage about this game because this game is awesome. Yeah, I will say, like, that's the drawback to shadow dropping. You know what I mean? Of just like, unfortunately, it means that there is no anticipation for it. There's less awareness for it other than just like the word of mouth of like, did you play Hi-Fi Rush? It came out today. <laughs> you know yep, what I mean? Yep. Um, and and it, it did kind of come out at like the perfect time like right at the beginning of the year, you know what I mean? There was, there was obviously stuff coming out then, but it was just like this nice little more bite-sized experience. I will say the one thing I don't like about it is that you only unlock customization after you've beaten the game. When like, I think the outfits are all really great. Um, as a guitar player, uh, the fact that you can unlock the guitar that I have, but I can't use it until I've beaten the game. And at that point I'm like, well, I'm already done with this. You know what I mean? Um, Though the 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 one he uses is pretty sick, but um, yeah, that's that's my one complaint about that game is is I wish that you could unlock that stuff as I you mean, went. But literally every time you thought the boss fight was going to be just another boss fight, they did something different with them, and they were yeah. all unique. They were all interesting. Just such a creative game that I I, I mean I cannot think you know I, it's such an uh, amazing game, perfect game, love it. Not perfect, obviously. They have two more games that like more than it, but like I mean <laughs> like I it's. For this kind of game, everything you want from this everything game. you'd want in a video game. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't yeah. have a negative thing. 
I'm so surprised that I'm like delightfully surprised that you like this game so much. Like yeah. number three for you, like wild. I would never even assume that you would like this kind of game. Just, you, you know what I mean? But, um, I, I'm very happy to hear that. Justin, my number three, come on now. That's Baldur's Gate three. Oh, you did it. Three and three. It is three and three. Here's the thing. I like my sort of top three here are, I go back and forth. Um, just because like, as I play more Baldur's Gate, the more I like it, the more I have like really like fallen in love with some of these characters. I've already, I've always known that they are like, well, these are well-written and interesting and whatever, but just as I've played and gotten to know more of them and gotten through their quests more, they've just become more interesting and, and more like, uh, like I, when I first started, I didn't really like Lazel that much. I liked her enough, but like her rough edges, like kind of like turned me off from her for the most part. But the fact that I've done this, this additional story with her and all this sort of stuff, I'm like, I get her now. And like, it's a, it's like a mean green alien lady. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like this is a game that like, as I've gotten like played more of it, I have just like fallen deeper and deeper in love with this game. So I don't know. I haven't finished it. So I don't know. But I think to me, I don't, it, it doesn't matter where the story goes. The reason I like it has to do with just how you approach the story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't I don't think it's something to be like at the end, the mind flares are the bad people trying to rule the world where the fuck it's going to be or the devils are really whatever the good guy, whoever. I don't I don't think that matters because I think no. like part of it is just like experiencing this world and being able to make your own choices in that way and kind of like playing the game that you want to play with it, being the character that you want to play with it. Um uh, Claire and I started making characters uh, for it. I'm a little druid, na- uh, druid uh, gnome named uh, Carrot, so I can't wait to see how that that that's develops. So um, I don't, but I think the thing that's going to stop her from playing is the combat. Honestly, just like it's the thing that I don't like. The controls are bad too, right? On on PS5, uh, it's not that they're bad. There's so much you got to do. Like, yeah. I, I I feel like the screen is set up to be on a, a computer. I said the text is small. I feel like that's the bigger issue rather than the controls because I'm getting used to like pressing the bumpers and all the weird things that you have to do. But every time I look at my inventory, I'm like, fuck, like I got to find this potion or this thing that I got. And it just doesn't do a good job of, of guiding me with where I need to go with it. I even think, though, that like the way that it is, the PC version of it just seems like a much better way to play it with the mouse, um, because also you like your inventory is on the screen at all times on PC. So when you want to use something, you just click on it and then go, whereas you have to open the, you know, the you have to open the radial and then like navigate to the menu, find the thing, grab it, do whatever. Um, or even like when you have like status effects or, or different like buffs or whatever in combat, like you have to open your character sheet and like tab all the way over to your effects and whatever to learn what they do. Whereas like on PC, you can just hover your mouse over if a care, if an enemy has like, you know, this sort of advantage or whatever, you can just see why and what that is. And like, you get the brief rundown of it. Whereas you just can't do that in, in the, ps4 or ps5 version but it's good yeah it's not annoying me as much as i thought it would be but like i just think there's so much that it's kind of just hard to do it um i wonder what the mod community is like on this it'd be pretty interesting sanity it is very cool it seems i do have uh some gift cards that i was this might sound weird but i was thinking of maybe buying it for the pc i like i i think that's not a bad idea yeah it seems like a game that's like really good on pc yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I, we, uh, my wife and I spent time um, over New Year's uh, in Traverse City, Michigan. Fun time. Mm. But we were at a hotel. Your boy brought the portal. Your boy yeah. connected to the wholesale Wi-Fi and played Baldur's fucking gate in the hotel on my PlayStation Did it portal. Work? And it worked flawlessly. That's awesome. 
So that's really cool. As much as it didn't work when I tried to show my brother in law, <laughs> brother in law, um, it didn't work. But like when I was at the hotel and I needed to do it, I was able to play Baldur's Gate three. Perfect game for the portal though, too. Ah, uh, yeah, not twitchy, yeah, yeah. like turn based, the whole thing. Yep. Very good. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I've put a lot of time into it over the past like week, and uh, I just I like it more and more of it as I play it. But what's your number two? My number two game is we're gonna we're gonna uh, count to three and we'll say it together. You ready? One. Two, two three, three redfall interesting no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm fucking kidding it's star wars jedi survivor oh shit that's um, <laughs> i was I've been, i was actually thinking like when you started counting i was like uh-oh i don't know what it is uh-oh 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 of course yes yeah. tell me more um so this game i think there's a lot of things that can point to that maybe aren't as perfect with it while i have no complaints about hi-fi rush hi-fi rush is not a justin game jedi survivor is a justin game so with jump jump dash jump jump dash um it is um a souls like combat that i don't feel like you have to worry about specking out of anything because literally it's just like you you are setting up what you're doing with it you're you know what the challenge is you get attacked with that challenge that's the challenge yeah. of the game you get over that um and then it's fucking star wars man and i enjoyed the story i enjoy cal as a character i enjoy so much about this game um like to me this is not a perfect game but this is my second favorite game of the year because this game was made for me um and th- speaking of games that improve on their predecessors i think this game improves on every aspect of its predecessor um and it even like makes one of the best moments which is the end of the original one worse because of how cool this moment is with that character that comes at the end of the game uh when you have that unexpected really difficult fucking lightsaber battle with you know you know you know what we're talking about right oh i know um and uh, I really just enjoyed the scope of this. I enjoyed bringing the band back together. Um, I think there's some things that that I I wish we saw more of a change in Cal, like a, a better build of his kind of down, downfall to the point where in the next game, is he going to be on the dark side? Is he literally going to be a bad guy? Is that where he's literally going? Um, I feel like they kind of like put it in at the end without really like building to it enough for me. Um, and I wish there was a more of an option to, um, have some agency in that, but I guess that would make the, the star Wars story they're telling harder in the future. Sure. Sure. Um, and I, if I had a fucking poncho the whole game too, so they brought the poncho back. So I'm happy with that. They did bring the poncho back. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, I, I think that the one area, like, I agree with you that it, it improves on pretty much everything that the first game does, but the one area where I think it like, absolutely shines over the first one are the boss fights. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, I think the boss yes. fights in the first one are like, all right <laughs> to, yep. to okay. Um, with like, I'm trying to think of like, is there one that like really stands out? I think the fight with the ninth sister or whatever her name is at the end. That, the, yeah, that, one, that one's good. But like the one with the, with the one you kill in the beginning of this game, like that one was yeah. like a little too, like much of a, a difficulty curve in the game that it made did, it not The fun. game didn't teach you well, no, well enough how to play no, it. I agree. Yes. And then you get to the other guy, the other, the other Sith guy with the two lightsabers on Dathomir. Oh yeah. Yeah. The guy in the and, robe. And that was also one that was just kind of like, this is, this could have been cool, but I just didn't have fun playing that. But the bosses yeah. are great in this game. They're so good. Yeah. Like, like the sword, like it's just like, I, I, I love a sword. I love a good sword fight. Yep. Love a good sword fight in video games and Jedi star Wars or whatever. <laughs> star Wars Jedi. The franchise is like bringing it now. So I am really excited to see where they go with the combat and stuff like that in, in the next one. Um, and I also think that the enemy variety, like 
the, the droids that they added and like the droidicas and like the super battle droids and all that is like, or like the commando droids and everything like so good. And they're, yeah. they're so fun to, to just like really change things up from the stormtroopers and whatever else. Loved it. Total loved it. Um, Justin, my number two, come on now. Alan Wake two. Yeah, I figured, I figured it was Alan Wake uh, two for all, for all the reasons discussed before, right? It's just, it's so good. I'm going to spend the rest of, until Remedy comes out with another game, picking apart what Alan Wake 2 means, how it connects to control, how it connects to everything else. Uh, I'm like, so, the worst part about Alan Wake 2 is knowing that I have to now wait for whatever is coming next. I know that they've got Control 2 going. Um, I know that they, I think they had like a, a multiplayer game, didn't they? Or something like that coming as well. I, like I'm ready for all of it, but unfortunately I have to wait for it. Um, Alan Wake 2. Truly phenomenal game. I, I wonder how good the DLC is going to be, if that's going to scratch enough of those itches. I mean, there's I've never gone back to a DLC and been like, I'm glad I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like it's like family reunions where I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. I got it. I have to go. I have to show up. I have to at least show up. But like, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. Like, what are like, we doing? Like, even with control, like the DLC, like I bet if that was just like in the game, it would be better. For I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine though, like the coolest way this DLC would happen to me if it was a third story, a third character that you came oh. in and got to control? Um, that it could it was be Alex over, Casey. It, I was thinking if it was Alex Casey's story, like that could be a really interesting way to like find out more about him as a character and like what's going on with him at the very end. But like I don't know. I think that could be really cool. And you know what you could do is you could jump between the dark place and the FBI investigation as, as Alex, Alex Casey, Casey as both of the characters. The, yeah. Yes. Um, that would actually be really cool. But will that happen? I don't know. I don't Absolutely think so. Absolutely not. Yeah. But no. like, like that would be substantial enough and interesting enough that could add an interesting layer to the story. Um, yeah. But I think these games are so hard to make and so big budget that they can't just like make a complicated, complex DLC like that with the no. main story in mind. They would have just released it as a bonus third chapter or the, you know, the split side ending or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever they have got you, going on. Have you played yeah, any that? of the, 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 um, not the remix. What's the manus, this, the new game plus in it. No, no, no. That's what I was saying about, um, it adds, a, it remixes things yeah, yeah. in a way that's interesting. Apparently I've yeah. not had the time for it, but I want to. Yeah good stuff. um yeah because because apparently that is even more control focused and even more like tying things together and, and whatever which i'm just like so down for and ready for um because also I, I what i loved too about about this game is it made me just go like do i want to replay control i can't but do i no but do i i can't do i also I? don't think control do. is like story-wise wrapped up as cool as this one is or like the whole package like i just think there's so many more and ambiguous questions that you really don't know i mean control it's like just you don't get it just fucking go with it like that's kind yeah. of the point of the story there's weird shit going on just keep going forward but alan wake it's like what what like it all seems to mean something and the more you get into this world the more you realize that it all does have meaning behind it just being just random weird unsettling shit do you see that the rubber duck is in this game from control no <laughs> there's the rubber duck i think is it like a multiplying duck in control you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 and uh, it's in Cynthia Weaver's room, huh. the, the lady who in, in the retirement home. And it's just one of those things where like, huh. Interesting. What do we think that means? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. 
Yeah, so I, I'm ready for whatever they got going on next. Yeah. Justin, let's say our number one at the same time. Okay. Three, two, two one. One. Starfield. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we had the same font on that joke. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, Windows, we, that's yeah. actually very true. <laughs> um, it's Legend of uh, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom uh, for, for, for me and for you and for everyone other um, than the game awards <laughs> it, well here's the thing though like like i get why Baldur's gate 3 like I, I get why people like that over this i get why people say alan wake 2 like I, I could be convinced of both of those things but i think it's just like when i think about like actually sitting down and playing these games like all i want like like i'm gonna sit if you're gonna hand me the controller and be like you have we're, we're like sorry we're gonna have you play these three games which one are you gonna want to play first it's Tears of the Kingdom because I know I'm going to have a fucking great time no matter what section it is, no matter what it is. I know that I'm going to have to like think outside the box. I know that I'm going to really appreciate like its story and, and all that sort of stuff. It's everything I like about all the other games on this list, but it's all in one package. I agree. And I think the brain itch that it scratches for me about mm-hmm. here's some tools, figure it out. While Baldur's Gate gives you a lot of those options, Tears of the Kingdom, you literally feel like Yes. You do it however you want. And in Baldur's Gate, if I fail, I have to go into a combat or counter and then reload it. In <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, I might have to climb back up the mountain again. Oh, wait, I put a portal down. I just had to teleport back up there and try it again. Try to build something differently. Try to do yeah. something differently. Um, the 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 toolbox, It's. I mean, I, I hate to be that person. This, it's a sandbox that you get to play with. And you get to, you have a couple shovels. You have a couple tools. You can do anything you want with those tools. And the way that these powers are so much better than the first game. And they're so much more usable. I mean, uh, the the hand uh, is like, literally, it's it, every good power from the first game in one. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, and even what you're saying about like, if you fail in, you know, Baldur's Gate, it means that you have to do combat. And even it's a similar thing to me in Tears of the Kingdom. If you fail, you have to do the combat. But it's like, okay, I'm going to attach a rocket to that guy's leg. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, and you know it's, what I mean? Like, I'm going to more gonna do fun this. to get out of those combat encounters because yes. it really is kind of low stakes in terms of like, yeah, you got to fight combat with these people. But like, it's like it, how you get through those combat encounters just feels like you can do a million different things. Yeah, it's like I'm attaching a laser turret to the wall. Bye. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, and those combat shrines, too, they kind of show you that there's like the the ones where you have to like basically build a robot and like how are you going to get through yeah. all these things and destroy them? There's like a million different ways to do it. Um, you can do the cheapest way possible or you can do like a really like well thought out way to get through this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And just like the first game, anytime you get to these shrines, there are so many of them that I solved not the way I was supposed to. And yeah. I think that's so cool. And I think that's part of it. That's part of why it's fun because I honestly feel like if my brain can think it, I can usually do it in that game. And this game literally gives you the tools to do anything you want. And on top of that, the story's better. On top of that, the side missions are better. On top of that, the moment-to-moment going around the world, there was more stuff to see in this world. Um, There's just so much in this game. Like It's just hard, like... I, I mean, I'm talking about it right now, and I think out of all these games, I want to play this game more. Yes. Right now. Like, just thinking about it. I want to go back. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's just like, it, I love the tools that it gives you, and usually I don't love when a game is so open-ended like this, but like at, at the end of the day, it's just like, 
it's so fun to just be given the blocks and they just say, go, just go, you know, like, like, don't, don't worry about what everyone else is building. You build what's going to work for you. And then what happens is I go like, oh, I made a shitty little flying machine, but I feel kind of good about it. And then I look on Twitter and I see someone built a fully functional fucking F1 fighter jet. And I go, well, that sucks. Cause I felt really proud of my flying machine, <laughs> but you also, but like, like as, as funny as that is, like, I do have that moment where I kind of look at something and go, oh, I didn't know you could use a wheel like that. Yeah. And then now I do that, you know, and then I attach the turrets to the wheel and now the wheel turns and it, the yep. turrets turn, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's so like open-ended and I love that so much. Um, yeah. One of my favorite moments of this year was my journey to get the master sword in video games and yeah. how it was one of those things where, you know, I knew where it was at a certain point. I did it before you actually got the little like cursor that came there. I kind of like mm -hmm. did all the things to figure out where it was. Um, and then I was hunting for it the whole, like for this major portion of the game. Um, and I was kind of giving up on it. And then I get to this point where I, I saw it in the distance and I'm like, oh, now's the time. And then I teleport to this island that I knew had this like contraption there that I could go up to get it. I was able to put the contraption up there. I had just enough power cells attached to that as it was coming towards me to get right up to it. And I was like just enough to get there. And I finally got it and I got it way before I was supposed to get it in the game. And it just felt like that's not how I was supposed to do it. But like that, but the game gave you the tools. To it, do it allowed me to do it in that way. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, there are some moments that you can break in this game. Um, I think more obviously than than, than uh, in Tears of the Kingdom because I think the story, like the fact that I was basically, um, the, I, I got to the <laughs> to the 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 fifth the the soul temple in not the most traditional order or way as possible. Cause I kind of like got there a little sooner than I should have. <laughs> I, I remember just like them being like, you have to find the master sword and in the frame is the master sword on my back. Just a couple things like that. Um, but yeah, I think this game took a game that I thought was one of my favorite games of all time. And I, it would be hard to ever go back to that game now because of it. Um, yeah. It's a sequel that improved, not only just improved, it blew it out of the water in every way possible. Um, and, uh, I, I think this game is, is special and I don't think we get many games like that. Yeah. I, I think like, it's interesting kind of like looking at all the games on my list, like a big through line is that the games go like, Hey, figure it out. You, you like, you think about it, Th take a second, think about it and you figure it out. Um, and I think tears of the kingdom does that the best out of anything. I like, I just remember it like when I wanted to get into the lost woods, I couldn't remember how you did it in the first game. There was like a trick to it, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I was like, I, I was like trying it for like, I don't know, five minutes, not even. And then I was like, I'm just gonna look this up. And then I said, no, let's not. How will I, how should I get in there? How could I get in there? And I was like, oh, what if I jumped from the sky and like parachuted down? And I tried that, it didn't work. And I was like, oh, what if I dug underground? And then that was the solution. And it like, it, it felt so cool to be like, it didn't tell me that maybe there was, maybe there was a clue somewhere, but like, I just came to that conclusion of like, how, what, what do I think the game wants from me? Or like, how would I solve this problem? Oh, if I can't go in from this way, I'll go from above. That doesn't work. I'll go from below, you know, cool shit. Good game. I feel like in Baldur's gate, you need a guide or you need tips to make sure that you, you, I don't want to say experience the game. Right. But like, I feel like I have not played the game with guides for that. What I have done is that's how I've been safe scumming. Is I'll get to the end of an encounter and I'll go like, did I like how that turned out? I think so. But like, 
let's try that again. If I do this and then I do that and I go, okay, that was also kind of cool. And I do a third thing. I go, oh, that's how I want to do it. And that's the one I keep. I, I do it more in terms of like, not like what to happen, but like specking characters and like thinking about like that oh, kind sure, of stuff sure. and, yeah, and things okay, like that. Like I, it's a game that I think is improved if you have like that outside knowledge a little bit more. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, you can go out there and find out how to make the perfect flying machine, but you can get through that game without using a guide to fi- find the things, do your own like little like sticks and stone method to beat the game. And yes. you, I never had a touch of guide for that game. As someone who made the guide, like, I mean, that was, oh, I did. You did yeah, I? that was like one of the, <laughs> that was one of the yeah, things yeah, too. Like what an, a daunting thing to do to like, think about explaining everything and where to get everything in that game. That like is an insane task to do. Yeah. And while it's it, useful to a point, you don't need a guide to play that game. Well, it's also, it was interesting. Cause like generally I wouldn't read comments on stuff, but like sometimes I would, you know, um, and, and I did, the what's his name volga the um like the first boss in the wind temple okay. he's like the big guy yeah. he's like frozen and inside him it like he's like made up a bunch of like holes and like you could what i did is i shot those holes with arrows to break the ice inside of them and someone commented like what are you doing fly through the holes I was like, oh my gosh. And if you dive bomb through the holes, you break them and you don't have to waste any arrows, which oh. at that point like was a commodity for me. And so it was one of those things where like exactly what you're saying, so many people are going to have like walk away from those, those experiences and encounters going like, oh my gosh, I never even tried that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like writing a guide is almost f- like futile. Cause like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> cause like there are so many ways you could do it. You know what I mean? And so you just have to always understand, like, it, like when you write something like that, you have to be like, this is what worked for me. Yeah. But you yeah. could, you know, like whatever. So, uh, Justin, I, I'm just going to put, we were transitioning to that, to that time. Now I'm just going to put tears of the kingdom at number one. Right. I mean, it, yeah. it is our number one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put Venba at number 11. I think Venba should go at number 11 since we both entirely <laughs> agreed on that. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to highlight, I'm going to bold all the ones that are common among both of our lists, if that's okay. okay. Sure. So we've got Venba, we've got Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Lies of P, Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake, Tears of the Kingdom. Wow, we actually um, agreed a lot this year. Um, I mean, because also, I, like, yeah, what's that? I don't want to be that person, but, like, these are, like, all pretty big games. You know what I mean? Like, like, like ones that you would have, like the fact that there are this many this year is insane to me. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's wild. Like, like there's not a, a game on your list either that I'm kind of like, I don't think it belongs here. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. If, if, yeah. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to start, man? Um, I think the, the easy one, um, is going to probably be two and three. Um, I don't think there's going to be much debate that it's probably going to be Alan Wake and Baldur's Gate. Um, uh, and I, Alan Wake and two Baldur's Gate and three. Yeah, I, I think I, that fits two and three as well in terms of that. Um, I could easily make an argument why Baldur's Gate would be better than Alan Wake 2, but both you and I had it Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake 2. I don't think there's really... Here's what's crazy, though, dude. As I've been playing more of it, I'm like, is it better than Alan Wake 2? I don't think... Like, they do different things for me. I'm fi- I'm happy to have it at number three, but I'm reserving my judgment until I like keep playing it more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because yeah. like, I can't stop playing this game. Yeah, I think I, I understand, too, like 
the the world of like I, the TikTok world. Now that I'm kind of more into uh, the Baldur's Gate three, like that is such a TikTok game. Like people are talking about this game and doing this kind of stuff. It is something that is kind of like everywhere when you start to look for it. Um, yeah. Uh, but for me, Alan Wake Two is just one of those things that such a unique taste of an experience, um, and just I think. I do kind of like to be guided a little bit in a video game a little bit sometimes. And I feel like there is that they've guided me, but in a way that still makes me finish things in my brain rather than in the actual gameplay. Like Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom are kind of like similar. Alan Wake just stands out as such this like refreshing thing. So I'm kind of happy with it being an Oreo of the similar with the little cream filling of Alan Wake too. I love that. I, I truly do love that. Um, I think then number four, like, Maybe this isn't interesting because usually we like like go back and forth about this. But like, if I said number four is Hi Fi Rush, does that feel right to you? Um, I, that's a bigger question for you. I mean, uh, because I have Hi Fi Rush higher than Spider Man Two. Um, I think I have less issues with Hi Fi Rush than Spider Man Two. I could I see too. it going either way, though. Okay, then if you want to do that, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. <laughs> so then wait okay okay like again i don't know if this is interesting but then is number five spider-man i, I think so like I, according to the list now i could make an argument for lies of p lies over of spider-man 2 um, and i think that's I one personally would say Sp- lies of p is over spider-man 2 but and while i have lies of p um as my number six game and uh not six game lies of p is my number eight game and marvel spider-man 2 is my number six game um i i I mean, it's kind of similar. We both have it both. I think I would say let's put Liza P there. I feel like that fits. Let me say this. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is a uh, I have to write this while I'm before I talk. Sorry. You're doing (laughs) Um, great. You're doing great. Spider-Man is uh, Spider-Man 2 is a refinement of the 2018 game, which itself is a refinement of of all Spider-Man games. Right. Liza P is a refinement of a genre that has been done by a that has only ever been done by from software. I think from software is the only studio that has ever made souls like games that are like that get better with, with, with each iteration and, and and just go like, Oh, like this expands these ideas. Every other studio that's tried to do that. Every other game that's tried to do that. I have found to be not that great. Lies of P is the only game that's ever that I've ever been like, that's a cool idea. They should do that in the next Dark Souls or whatever they're doing. I know. That's like, a cool idea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like from soft, like this is this is a great like remix on, on so many of your ideas. Um, so for that reason, I would say that it, it should go above. So then um, is that all of our. Well, I would say for me, Lies of P should go above because I think it overcame more to be on my list than Spider-Man. Yes. Did. Agreed. Like, agreed. Oh, fuck, of course, I like Spider-Man. Are you kidding me? Yes. I like Lies of P. What the fuck? Like, I think <laughs> that's like a bigger like jump in logic. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I would have pay- like now knowing what I know about Lies of P, I would have paid full price for this game. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. So that brings us to the rest. So I'm going to now. Um, highlight the ones that are dissimilar. Um, and I would love to hear what you think should go here. Um, I think the, 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 the one I'm just going to say, like to throw it at number 10, um, it's not on your top 10, but like as our hitbox collective, 
I feel yeah. like Star Wars. You think number 10? Do you think it's higher? I, I personally do. I mean, if I, you... Like, I, I, the, the issues I have with that game are pretty much solely its story and then how it ran when it launched, but like, what the fuck ever. Um, I, I agree with you that it is, it is better than Star Wars Jedi, uh, whatever the first one's called, um, it, that it improves just about everything. Uh, I, I think that the thing that really wins it over for me is what we talked about. Like the combat is just way better and the sword fights are way better. And it's a game that now I think understands how to do its combat in a much better way so, so to me 10 feels low but okay why don't we put it on just in the pool of like that's one of the ones that's going to be on the top okay um I'm, ha- I'm happy for that and then for these ones i think ones that probably aren't for the same reason i was going to say for survivor i think dead space is kind of hard to look at us and what we like as games and not have that on the hitbox list i would agree um let me, let me one... say I, I think chance of center is not it Okay, I would. Like, I, would, I am more interested to play Chance of Senar than Humanity personally. Then let's get rid of Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm also going to say probably not Chia for you. Yeah, I mean Chia, I, I didn't even put as a honorable mention for me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we should talk about that too in the bonus episode, just where our honorable mentions are in, a, in addition to what we have to play yet. I, I think that's that's wise. Um. And then I'm looking at these other games here. Um, so Chance, I think, could fit because I do want to play that game. Okay. And then this is, I would say this is a you flavor. Are you more into Diablo 4 or Resident Evil 4? <laughs> um, Resident Evil 4, I would say. Um, and we could always make an argument for a different game if there's another game. Like, I, is there a problem with having Venba as our number 10 game? Even though we said it was our number 11 game, we both thought it was right out of the list. We both agree on that. And it's the closest of these remaining games to be on both of our lists. I like that. So uh, like, like when I when I look back at this year, like I, I think that is going to be an indie game that I think really fondly about. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I think Dead Space should be on this list definitely as uh, eight or seven because it's a game that I think would probably make my list if I played somewhere in that list. I'm going to make a perhaps you would perhaps this is unanticipated. I think Star Wars Jedi Survivor should go at number seven. Okay. I think Dead Space Remake should go at number eight. Okay. I think if we are agreeing on this. Uh, I, I think Resident Evil 4 should go number 9. Venba at number 10. And then... Chance of Sinar at number 11. Chance of Sinar at number 11. I haven't done that. <laughs> um, like, what do you think about that? I, Are we I too like, agreeable to be good podcast hosts? No, I, I don't think so. And I think the only... Because on this list, the only game that we built in play is Dead Space Remake. And that's on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally um, have it <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's on my list i just ran out of time um yeah my, my hope was to play the original resident evil 4 the original dead space and the dead space remake and resident evil 4 remake i kind of pushed that ahead because i got knew, the time yeah I, I don't have the time and i and i fucking hated playing the original resident evil 4 for the 12th time i've tried it um so i had to get the i'll remake say your time done. was much better spent playing um the remake Baldur, Baldur's gate oh yeah, yeah, yeah i agree i agree um yeah, I actually, I am actually really happy with that list. This is like the fastest it's ever come together. I, I know, and the, and like that's a what a fucking year for video games. Let's read. Let's, let, 
let's christen this list. Let's, let's read do this it. list here. Let's do it. From here. Hitbox, the podcast about video games. Our top 10 games of 2023. Number 10, Venba. Number 9, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number 8, Dead Space Remake. Number 7, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number 6, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Number 5, Lies of P. Number 4, Hi-Fi Rush. Number 3, Baldur's Gate 3. 3 and 3, baby. Number 2, Alan Wake 2. 2 and 2, baby. And number 1, The Champ. The Reigning King. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ah. We didn't talk this about the, like, we didn't even talk about the ending moment of Tears of the Kingdom, which is like like full body goosebumps every whoa, single time I think about it and my watch God, it. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. No, so it's good. it's quite it's no, she, she quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Reaching for I, like I'm so excited to see what they do next, especially because they said like we're kind of done with this. Yeah. Uh, like, like like they're not doing a sequel to Tears of the Kingdom. They're doing something new. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um which which excites me greatly just because it's like wh- what are you gonna what are you gonna do <laughs> you know uh everything's upside down now oh just like in castlevania flipped. <gasps> yeah oh god it kind of feels like that when you're playing on the switch doesn't it a little bit you want me but to I select those, with what <laughs> i think the motion controls do a good job though of, of with the building stuff of just being able to like nudge things and move yeah, things pretty yeah, easily you yeah. know what i mean they need they need uh, a they need a mine like a not a minecraft like a, a like a tile mode to make it a little bit easier. Oh, I would probably agree. Like that'd be so really that you cool. Can just like cleanly like, make things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No DLC though, so we'll never get that, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, that's fine though. But like what we were just saying, do we do we ever go back to DLC and be like, nice? Well, I mean, I, the, the first one apparently did, but it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Point <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for another year of hitbox a podcast about video games um we i think are gonna have to just call it here i know that we it's kind of a quick one today um quick episode yeah it's, I'm really, you, know, I, you know what i'm, I'm sorry ex- so brief in, you know what i'm looking forward to editing this tonight so that it can go up tomorrow Woo! can't wait i'm glad we had, we had an early start though what i'm happy about yeah um well thank you so much for listening to us we truly appreciate it i want to give you another reminder that you can join our discord server the link to that is in the description of this episode you can also support on us on patreon.com slash hitbox pod become a one dollar podcast producer or a three dollar deluxe podcast producer like <laughs> jay noel dave parker gks and mr josh durham <gasps> um I, I just would like to say now the list has gotten so long that i can't just rattle it off the top of my head I probably could <laughs> But I think from now on, I have to have this page open telling me who's where so I don't forget any names. So I just want to say that's pretty cool. We really appreciate it. It makes me feel really warm and happy inside. I'm, it sounds like I'm making a joke and I'm literally not. I truly love it. You all very deeply. Um, I'd give you all a little, little smooch on your face. Mwah. Just like that. Yep. Just like that, Justin. You got yep, it. Just like that. I learned from a dog. Yeah. It sounds like a dog eating spaghetti, huh? <laughs> God, that thought of that, those fine motor skills my dog would not have. Absolutely not. Um, if you can't support us on Patreon, that's all good. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Um, and rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. We've been talking your ear off for like two and a half hours. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>